right so okay week three of uh the anti-pumpers pumping club um all right so today we're going to talk about uh a little bit of market overview we're going to talk on you know some nfts because like i know db and, and ivan talked about top shot not so long ago but it's becoming kind of a big deal in the news so. and we're gonna like millions of dollars millions and millions of dollars people are selling these trading cards for a lot and just artwork in general so uh, we're gonna we're gonna touch on that and like is it gonna be around here forever is it just a fad is it the next beanie baby is it you know like uh super weird and never would have thought that it would get this big this fast but it is and i think we should be talking about it more and looking at different ways to actually invest in it so um but so market overview uh as we know stimulus checks are going out i have not received mine but uh they started coming out this weekend fourteen hundred dollars um so you can buy your fourteen hundred dollars with the idex as soon as you get that um joke uh then the big the big thing uh over the weekend that i wanted to talk about the fed extends eh, extends capital requirements uh if you don't know um back in march they the fed the federal reserve dropped the capital requirement requirements for banks and they just extended it again and so what the, i i put in some links of like what the actual reserve requirements are and what it means um but basically uh, the fed has said that they are going to extend um what they already passed back in march to help out banks what this helps is the interest rate uh because if they have they have less money um or the banks that need more capital they need like they where do they borrow it from they borrow it from the fed they borrow it from other banks um so by dropping that requirement kind of helps interest rates stay down so that's a big thing because I know we talked about inflation last week and if and the CPI inflation uh, meeting on Wednesday went well. Uh, so all indications in the short term, it seems that inflation isn't going to be much of an issue. Long term or for the next six months or so, I still keep an eye on it. Treasury bonds are still up. The 10-year notes are at 1.161. And I don't think Hawk is in here yet. No, he isn't. But he made a really interesting comment, I believe, on Twitter or it was to one of us or to our group privately. Uh, he was saying that uh, Treasury notes not so long ago were, you know, in the twos, the two percent, and we found a market there. Um, it's just going to take some footing for us to find uh, to be able to have a market with a little bit higher Treasury note. So you look back in time. He's not he's not lying so it'll be really interesting to see how the how the market how the market how the market reacts um to that as you know that's not going away um so yeah let's talk about nfts and then uh, ivan is my my nft ch champ today um since db's not here as well so uh, if you don't know, we do have an NFT chat in the server down below. Um, they talk about Top Shot. They talk about you know, Earth 2, 
uh, which is kind of an NFT in its own, own right. I, I don't... It is definitely an NFT. Okay. I've got updates on that. I can talk about that. Yeah, go for it. A bit today or some other time. Yeah, no, go but for Earth it. But Earth2, uh, I haven't really mentioned it much on a podcast yet, but uh, they've been making big moves. Um, they just recently partnered with Mapbox. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but Mapbox is the map software that helps program Google Maps, Apple Maps, the map on Uber, the map on Weber Network. Like it's it's a big deal having that show up in Earth Two, which for the uninitiated is a crypto real estate in a sense, and it is an NFT. But they are rumored to allow you to port over your NFTs from other programs and let you showcase it in your one for one scale Earth Two. Yeah, Earth Two is really interesting. Like so, Gates Investing actually like texted me and was like, "Bro, you need to check this out. It's the next Bitcoin." No, and you know, I don't think it's the next Bitcoin because they're not the same in any way. But uh, I did sign up, and I did get you know, I bought like uh, twenty or thirty tiles that were like in China that were the Meg, you know. And I spent you know next to nothing. I used mostly the free money they gave me. I think I paid like thirty three cents a tile, and I was just on it the other day, actually last week after we got off uh, our call, and tiles in my area are going for 50 bucks a piece now not that they're all like taken or anything like that but you know my small investment is now up 200 percent, or no no 2000 percent. excuse me um and what they're doing is just super cool they're building a, a second earth to have like a ready player one type of uh environment where you know we can have a virtual world so exactly it's it's i don't know it's kind of cool and it's kind of cool to have a to be a landowner in that i guess uh so i'll tie that back to uh our nft conversation here um a lot of people are looking for these alternative investments and just it's the craze right now people want to put their money in something that appreciates more uh i definitely recommend everybody here to check out or two that's for sure um yeah, like you said, your Chinese tiles gone up a lot. By the way, tiles go by country, so within the Chinese border, all the tiles are worth fifty bucks now, which is craziness. It is, and when... especially when there's there's not much of a like, or the demand isn't like skyrocketed. Is they just keep upgrading the prices? Um... Actually, um, they added with the Mapbox partnership I was talking about. They added a feature where you can see a heat map to see where everybody else is buying from, and. Uh, yeah, no, China definitely has a lot of interest, obviously. Like, the Asian markets are loving this, that's for sure. That's cool, because at first they weren't. Uh, they, there wasn't much, from what I could tell. Right. Um, I check it every once in a while. I mean, I, it's not a huge thing, like a huge part of, you know, my investment strategy. But it is, re- sure. but it is really cool, to say the least, that, they, that they're doing this. And, mm-hmm. you know, five years from now, I can't wait to, you know, start building on my own property. I, deciding what I'm going to make, you know, a bar or something. <laughs> uh, but that being said, you know, we've also talked about NBA top shots. And since last week, DBN and Ivan, you did you get a pack last week? I was the one person out of my friend group, a group of people. It's like 12 of us. They I'm the only not. one that didn't get one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. DB got one. Um, he said he, uh, he, t- he showed me what he got, but nothing like super special. Still made his money back, or doubled his money, really. Exactly. Uh, for context on the demand of these, 30,000 of these packs dropped last week. And 
I think almost 200,000 people lined up and those were verified accounts. There were other accounts that wanted to join, but they were too new to join. And I think Top Shot is now at 500,000 members in total. And back when we brought this up in the first time, in the first podcast, we weren't even at 100,000 members. That's insane. Is there is there a way to get their announcements? Or do they publish that feed? Yes, I already added it to the Top Shot chat in this Discord server. That's that's why I keep you around, buddy. Uh, <laughs> but we should be doing like um like a brigade blaster and add everyone for that because I definitely want to get in on this just because see the money in it as of right now and uh, I, I mean I collected trading cards as a kid like big time um, like I had shoe boxes full of them if I, if I had still had my Pokemon cards I don't even want to know how much they would be uh, they probably I, I had a first I had a first edition Charizard holographic and I know that's like one of the oh, like dear. yeah I know it's I mean it's not like a, one of the crazy Japanese ones that's worth tons of money but you know it's I mean when I was a fourth grader and I had that like people were like Zach or Rick you know you know and they're like don't want to Pokemon battle him because he's got a Charizard that does 120 damage like I was you know t I was top shit there and uh <laughs> and if I only would have kept it it would be worth thousands of dollars right now uh but you know that's whatever so I, I really like the idea of Top Shots and, you know, and I think the NFL, you know, when they start doing it, yep. the NFL playing cards would be really cool. Like, I, I, mean, I like sports. I really do. I, 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 I've always been a big sports guy and you know, this is just another way to you know, make money. I don't think I'd ever hold them really, especially when I, I know I can do a quick flip just to, you know, keep doing right. it. But I saw an article in the Wall Street Journal that, some guy spent one hundred and seventy six thousand dollars. I I want to say like in that area, and he's he turned that into twenty million. Yeah, twenty million dollars yeah. in doing this. Yeah, it's definitely a flippers market right now. Right, but they are adding incentives to collect stuff. Like if you collect five of this, you get one card, kind of thing. And people are doing it. it it's definitely shifting towards collectors as well. Yeah, and I don't know if like if. The, it's gonna continue. I mean, just hearing the fact that you know, you said two hundred thousand people tried to get packs. Yeah, and only thirty some thousand got them. Mm. And that only, to me, makes the demand even higher, and there's even less of a supply, so the prices are only probably gonna go up. And you know, does that make sense? Yep, yep. They have different tiers of packs. Uh, right. That was a rare pack. Right. Common packs are more accessible, so everybody gets those. But yeah, no. Um, it's growing. And just to like add on to your whole Pokemon example, like with Top Shot, with NFTs, like you have that stored for you. It's maintained for you. You'll have it so long as the internet exists, which I don't see it going away anytime I'll, soon. I'll never bend the corners of a Top Shot card. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's it, like I know we talked about it a few weeks ago, but you know, even this article talked about, you know, even some of these larger artists are getting involved and in, they were talking about a, painting virtual painting that went for like a million dollars yes like, sir like i just it's just that just doesn't why why now like why like why like i know the collecting art is always big money but like it's i feel like uh i've seen so many of my friends and you know peers talking about you know, that are artists that are you know making great money in nft we got a couple of people in the server um, that you know are pretty big into NFTs, uh, so 
and they're talking about how much more money they're making. So to me, that means there's only more consumers out there. Mm-hmm. And that means that more and more people are getting into Ethereum because it's t- that's the typical buy with NFTs is Ethereum. So yep. the, and the price of Ethereum, when I started this server, I, I, I added a satellite bot for Ethereum and the price of Ethereum was like at $400. Now it's almost to $2,000. And and I only see Ethereum going up, and I only see like Cardano as well expanding more and more. And Bitcoin is here to stay. So like these, Ethereum and Bitcoin obviously one and two. But even with the emergence of you know, they're saying the Gen three of Cardano, the peer review version of Ethereum, like the, the layman's terms that I can put at it. Uh, it's it's just. Uh, more and more people, you know, just like GameStop and these meme stocks got all these new people, this new wave of people onto Robin Hood and uh, fucking the suits, I guess, <laughs> you know, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but now we're seeing, you know, NFTs becoming like, I was talking to my parents about NFTs. They asked me about them and my parents don't know shit at all. Like my, my stepdad is a programmer and he, he does the back end database work and i've tried to explain to him how bitcoin works and he can't doesn't understand it i'm like dude you're a computer programmer how do you not understand what a blockchain is like i just don't understand why it's worth value but then he was talking to me about nfts and about how my sister who is like a pretty good artist should start putting stuff for sale and he was like trying to like uh, like coach her up on it you know like 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 wow your tune is you know shifting i was like if you if you really you know wanted to to make money in this i'm like you need to learn how to build on the blockchain with ethereum Mm -hmm. he's like what how do you do that i'm like again you're a computer programmer who's been doing computer programming for 20 plus years you tell me like you can figure it out you're a full stack engineer have been so ethereum 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 uh that's what everybody knows right now. Um, that is what everybody's buying NFT stuff. Like the Beeple art that you have on screen for $69 million. Oh my god. Uh, however, like I've been pretty interested with NFTs as recent. You know, it's kind of a good distraction from the red days that we were having in the market. Right. And I think that was the same for a lot of people, really. They're just starting to see the value in this. And DB said the best. I'm paraphrasing here. But people rather park their money in something that appreciates and like banks when... If they see the value going on in NFTs, it's it's where you want to be. It's where everybody wants to be right now. Yeah, um, I don't see it being as volatile of a market because it's not mm-hmm. it's not necessarily uh, like 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 the traditional stock market. It goes up and down, up and down with buys and yep. so, like high frequency trading. This is not. This is more of a consumer product. It's one for one swap for the most part. Yep. And so it's not as going to be as volatile as, you know, buying stocks. So like, you know, like, like I said earlier, like I'm going to buy a pack now. I, I want to get into this. You know, I, th- I think, uh, the inner kid, add you to kid the role. Yeah, the, the inner kid in me wants to get involved in this. Cause I think there is money and I, I, I don't want to, you know, hold, I just want to flip, you know, especially while yep. I can. So, um, and who knows, maybe I get a LeBron James something good, you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. So, um, it's worth, you know, from everyone I've talked to. And so, you know, out of the 
two or three people in here and then some of the other people that I know that uh, are outside of here, they've not lost a single dime on buying and set reselling these packs. They've only made money. So that's, I mean, Ivan, how, like what, what's your P what's your PL? Like what, what is your profits on, on. Oh God. Uh, I'll just say put in 200 Canadian dollars, right? Um, I'm in the I'm in the thousands now of American money, so it the return was insane. Granted, DB and I we did all get earlier than the NFT craze. To be honest with you, we beat the crowd. You definitely. But did. there's yeah, there's still a big return on investment right now. Actually, just while we're on the topic of Ethereum and all that, um, I wanted to offer an alternative because there are downsides to NFTs, and there's a lot of skeptics about it. And I understand where some are coming from. Absolutely. Some of the things that people talk about is the environmental impact when you have all these processors and all the energy demand fueling the NFT world. But uh, when I was researching into that, I discovered a crypto token called Flow. Um, I tried to put it on other people's radar. It ICO'd at 38 cents in January. When I discovered it, it was $8 late January. And currently, it's sitting at thirty-four dollars. Jeez, it's been three months. I got in at eighteen bucks. It's, it's pretty good. But the whole appeal to Flow is it's a token created to be the token for NFTs. It's supposed to be the crypto for NFTs only. Like, it empowers the artist, empowers the collector. That's just kind of what they're going for. And they have a lower environmental impact than the rest. And yada yada yada. But the money to be made there is it's the token that's being used to power Top Shot. It's the token to be used for the UFC thing that Top Shot's doing, the 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 token for the NFL thing that Top Shot's doing, and it's also the token being used for an art platform uh, called Vive, which just went which just went live. It only uses Flow token, and it hosts an artist. And Rick, you're familiar. I mentioned it as much. This guy named Ben Morrow. You might not be familiar with his name, but you'd definitely be familiar with his work. He's worked in video games and movies for many years, including stuff like Halo, Star Wars, Call of Duty, The Hobbit Trilogy, Valerium, Elysium. Pretty big deal, but uh, the money there is his $2 million drop sold out in seven minutes. And hundreds of his industry-leading artists all joined the Vibe platform just like that, so I'd recommend everybody to join and try to get in the pack or whatever, buy some art there if you're interested in the NFT world. Um, I know this because I got the chance to talk to Ben Morrow himself. Uh, he joined our Discord server, actually, just a few days ago. Yeah. And I hope that, well, this NFT stuff, I know we're talking about it a lot for a stock market research group, but um, it, it's just a start, I'd say. Sure, it might be a bubble, and 90% of the art could be considered trash, but I don't know. Art's subjective to everybody. Right. Um, but if the demand is still there, if anybody has any questions or skepticisms or like things you want to be addressed uh dm it to me i can ask ben more himself as an industry leading artist and maybe one day get him on the podcast to talk about it yeah I, we talked about that earlier in the week earlier in the week and i'd love to sit down and down i air quotes but like you know just record a conversation between the two the three of us you know and just like and maybe db2 or you know do it on a sunday i don't i don't know i'm down for whatever but i'd love to to creep in the mind of him um there's a another guy uh left lefty is what he left out out there is his instagram tag but he's um one of my good buddies who's also in the server he's the, his manager 
and he does like an artist showcase. I think the last artist showcase he did, he made like $750,000, but this was like, uh, he does like street work and he's he really involved with um, some of like these like techno DJs and he's like done like their studios and, you know, and stuff like that. Really cool guy. I got to see his actual, his like operation, but he's also branched off into the NFT world. And I'd like to, I'd love to talk to him about it, about it as well. Um, Fred is, Fred is his manager and it's my good buddies. Um, and he like represents him and he says nothing, has nothing but good things to say. And then logic, who's also on our server, a friend of Fred's is also an NFT artist and, you know, just, you know, all those people combined, you know, we have some pretty, pretty big names in, in this, you know, industry, uh, in our little old discord. So plenty of really good people to talk to you know and i'm sure they would love to, to chat with anyone in here uh and also like i would love to expound on it more and see not only is it you know a money maker for them but it also is changing you know the way we view art and changing some of these starving artists lives um not just the the rich ones who have a name but some of these little ones who are just doing it to do it and are making good money so it's really really interesting to see you know people are paying so much more than they would have in fiat money or from a gallery for a digital ownership of something i just don't my biggest thing is i don't understand how the value is is derived and like what you know i mean i understand you can like resell it but it's not like traditional in the fact that you can I can't hang it up in my house. I mean, I guess if I mounted a flat screen TV on my wall and projected it onto that, it it could. But I just, uh, I, I, I guess I just that's the one thing I just don't, I can't quite grasp, and that's one of the reasons why I haven't jumped into it. But it's extremely cool, and it's the way of the future. I, I, I think you know, the, I've been hearing so many you know, things about Ethereum for. For so long about how it's so superior to Bitcoin, the fact uh, in the fact of of its uses and its applications, and um, it is definitely more uh, green compared to Bitcoin, which is a huge power consumption token. Just because the algorithm that uh, how to mine it, all that goes into it, it's it's so in depth. Like, uh, for instance, Ethereum, you can make an Ethereum transactions in seconds. It takes about, like, if you went buy something with Bitcoin, it takes about 10 minutes for the transaction to go through because that's how much data that needs to be processed, which is very interesting. Um, is Flow in the Ethereum umbrella or is it its own? It's its own thing. Um, Dapper Labs, the people that make Top Shot, they used Ethereum for the longest time with their things like CryptoKitties. Uh, I'm not familiar with it really, but it made the most money. It crashed the Ethereum platform actually before. But that showed them that like Ethereum's got so many gas fees. It's so, I don't know, they, they call it cumbersome. So they made their own crypto. And yeah, it's a crypto dedicated to just NFTs and collectors and artists alike. Wild. It's wild. Uh, what it is. Yeah, I mean, you said that this is a stock market Discord, and it is, but it also could be so much more. Um, I just think uh, 
know, current events plus you know ways to make money right. you can't be wrong so um i definitely think we should expand more into this maybe we can expand on to it into the website at some point um but what, sure. but we can talk about that later maybe get ben in on that and talk about how we can curate news or different you know different sales because like uh, a good place to have uh, top shot or other news like that would be a good place to have it so uh, I just wanted we just wanted to you know have a little conversation on NFTs before we moved on to what's going on uh, this week. Uh, Cash, there. Cash. Yo yo. There he is. Yeah. Myself. Yo yo. <laughs> hey, I I wanted uh, I haven't actually looked at your surge stuff yet, but I know you have a new video, so I wanted to give you a shot. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. Talk about it. Yeah, I'll, I'll just yeah I'll briefly discuss it. Um. Let me just pull up my comments and stuff. But yeah, it's a penny stock. It's in um I know you're discussing you mentioned earlier on that you're discussing fintech in the in next week's call, but uh this is a fintech company. Um it's a penny stock. Again, I don't know who um does scalping here. I've recently delved into it. Um and I made, you know, just under a grand on it on, on a Thursday. So if you like long-term stocks, then this is probably not for you. Well, a lot of pennies aren't for you if you like long-term stocks. Obviously, some of them, you know, are good long-term, but the majority, you know, are quick flips, I'd say. Um, but yeah, this company is called Surge Pay. The ticker symbol is S-U-R-G. Um, the share price right now is at 28 cents, and it has a market cap of 38.6 million. So That's tiny. Um, yeah, I know. And the revenue is all, you know, for Q1, Q2, Q3 in 2020. Q4 hasn't come out. It will be out this month. The revenue is already 40 million in 2020 um, for just three quarters. So they all, they have a bigger, um, they have more revenue than their market cap, which is always a good sign. Um, however, they do have uh, quite a bit of debt. So they have a, the debt equity ratio of over 200%. <laughs> Okay, I was going to well, I was gonna say where the red, where's the red flag cuz you're <laughs> I'm literally googling yeah. them right now. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's very concerning. However, yeah. it is fintech though, you know, the, these companies they are generally in debt, especially a small uh penny stock like this. Um the Q4 revenues are going to be released this month so that could see the share price go up if they're good, which they probably will be because um you know, the the growth of revenue you know, compared to each quarter, the previous quarter is 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 good. There's good growth. Um, also, another thing is obviously for me when I look at penny stock, one of the most important things is volume, mm -hmm. along with hype. You know, because you can't look at technicals for penny stocks. You know, maybe someone would disagree with me, but I don't really, uh, you know, uh, I don't really believe in technical analysis on penny stocks because, um, because they're just so volatile. You know, low float pennies, etc. They're just so volatile. So I, I don't. I think volume is very important. If something is is having four times the volume, like surges, um, compared to the last three months. So I think they had eight hundred k or something average volume the last three months. Now, uh, I think it's four million. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, the the I think they're good for another scalp. I'm going to be scalping them again on Monday. Um. And they could be good long term as well. You know, there are people because uh, I posted my videos on Facebook as well, and I had a few discussions with people they've been in um, from before. 
But um, I, I've mentioned all these things, but I haven't really said what they do. So I'm just going to really briefly say what they do. So I did say they're fintech. But what exactly they do is, um, I know a lot of you guys live in America. So um, this may or may not relate to you, but they provide financials and telecom solutions to underbanked areas of America. And underbanked is like, obviously, um, as you can tell from the name, places that don't have financial services like banks and stuff, they may be out of the way. Does anyone live in places like that or is everyone in like cities and stuff? I don't know how, you know, American system is, to be honest. But yeah, any comments? Um, I mean, um, I... like rural? Yeah, 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 yeah. Rural, like wh where the nearest bank, maybe, I don't know, an hour away or something. Or something like that. I mean, I don't yeah, know. Go like ahead, what, like Nebraska or like, you know, like places in the sticks? Yeah, I'd say so. Something like that. Underbanked areas. It's just stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with... I mean, there's plenty of that here in the United States. I, I mean, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's so fucking big. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sure. yeah. That's what she said to me as well yesterday. But yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm... Let me continue. Joking. She didn't say that. Uh, but yeah, let me continue. So. So yeah, they, they provide financials and telecom services to underbanked areas that don't have whatever banks and stuff. So people that have to, you know, maybe top up their, their card in like a convenience store or something. Has anyone ever done that? Like prepaid wireless? I mean, yeah. I mean, I have done it for like a track phone yeah. or something like that before. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, stuff like that. So they offer, offer that, like telecom services, like they can, uh, and then financial services as well. You can top up uh there's a there's a surge pay card as well that you that you can just put money on if you go to any convenience stores so these convenience stores they partner up with with surge pay and then and then once they have a relationship then surge pay they have like a or, or they have like a wholesaler like alibaba they have like a wholesale website and they offer that to these convenience stores um and then they can get you know it's, and then they surge pay makes money just like alibaba does but then the consume the convenience store etc makes money as well because obviously um, they're buying cheaper products for their for their stores and stuff. So they're currently in ten thousand stores, um, and the CEO said by 20, 2021, which is this year, they'll have hundred k. But obviously that didn't happen. I think they've got they've they've obviously got ten k, which is ten times less than what they predicted. But obviously they're trying to grow faster. So so th there is room for growth. Also another thing important is. Um, they recently uh, got a loan, um, and um, and that that was like in the in their path. It was like one of the milestones for uh, Nasdaq uplisting. I'm gonna try and find the article. So they are trying to uplist the Nasdaq as well, which would get more volume, get more people interested in the stock. So I guess my question Pro now, now I so right. so I'm looking I'm looking at their um, investor hub right now, just looking at the what people are talking about them. So things I do like from what I see so far is that they're they're not super. They don't have a crazy outstanding shares. They only have a hundred and I posted in the chat hundred and twenty two million shares outstanding, which isn't too bad. Um, but what's the deal with their CEO and this wire fraud stuff? Um, wire fraud stuff. Yes. Uh, um. So of uh, what I'm seeing right here, so Brian Cox, right? He, yeah, that's the CEO brand. He just, um, I think he just got off it, but there's, that's what everyone's talking about. Everyone's talking about, um, 
I like this one says Brian Cox, known as the bullshitter of Memphis. <laughs> uh, but the, I guess he has a, a current case for fire from, but um, from what I saw, just, I mean, just very briefly that it was overturned or overruled not too, not too long ago. So uh, definitely, you know, maybe that definitely one of the risks involved here. Um, and why it would be a quick, fl wanna, quick flip. Google that with, don't see any articles. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, um, I can link it. Let me, um, but yes. Yeah, so Cox. Where... Anyways, continue. I'll, I'll link it in a second. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, like, like you just said before, I kind of interrupted quick right. flip that that's like my kind of thoughts. Um, in, in the video, I did show some of the profits I made. It was really, really quick and really in a matter of five minutes. Um, so it was just a quick scalp, but you know, there is potential as well. They are growing. Oh, also they're in, they're in the Deloitte, um, fast 500, which is the fastest 500 growing companies. And I think they were 120 something. So, you know, they are, I do think they are legit. Um, they have a, you know, decent website as well. And the CEO does re interviews regularly. He comes on with this proactive news YouTube channel, whatever. Um, so I'm going to try and reach out to him and see if I can interview him as well. That'd be sweet. See if I can get him. Yeah, I mean, just hey, to... go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I just yeah. have a quick question for Cash, real quick. So you said nope. that there are 10,000 stores right now. I just wanted to know is there a description of what kind of stores they're in? Are they in like mom and pop type places or like 7 Eleven or like gas stations or? Okay, yeah. So in the investor slides, um, they the the kind of stores. I don't actually know what this means. Like I I've never heard of a tienda because I'm not from America. But maybe that means more to you. I saw a picture of it, but it's like these kind of, um, like a convenience store. It's like I don't know. Yeah, tienda or tienda. a bodega. Does that mean anything? Yeah. To uh, so a oh yeah, bodegas I know well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bodegas are an East yeah, Coast yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, shit like that. Tiendas, bodegas, and other convenience stores. Um, you know, general general convenience stores. All right, um, so like mom and pop type places, because most like I mean, every bodega I've seen has been mostly just like a little mom and pop spot on the corner. I was just wondering because, like, obviously, if you were like, you know, no, it's actually like Gulf gas stations or like Seven Elevens or like uh, Tedeschi's or something like that. You know, then I'd be like, oh Jesus, but I mean. Ten thousand is a pretty solid amount, still. Yeah, I mean, especially yeah. for an OTC. And yeah, and also, like, obviously, this is in underbanked areas, so I don't even know if they'll have Seven Elevens and shit. Like Bodega, from the pictures, it looked like it was like a little more rundown, and like, obviously, I don't know. It might, it depends on the area. So in underbanked areas, with that are a little more, um, uh, how do you say, it? a little more remote. You know the the infrastructure won't be as good as somewhere else, right? Right. So I'm 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 actually on the investor slides right now because I'm this is very much, you know, fintech is something that I really like and um this is very interesting to me. So yeah, underbanked. I, I would say underbanked wouldn't necessarily mean rural, but like um, but like with bodegas, sea stores, uh, community markets, it looks kind of like under, not rural but as in like underfunded like uh like all these pictures are kind of run down areas um and just from like living here in america like uh, 
they're all like pictures of like liquor stores and stuff like that. So that's what kind of seems like to me that they're, you know, these mom, mom and pop shots, like Gator said that, you know, don't have like a bank of America ATM in their store um, kind of thing. So yeah. very interesting. Yeah. Oh, very, very interesting. Okay. So, so, so when this news came out, it was on March the 10th. Um, and as you can see, the share price after that shot up pretty much 100%. And then it's gone down a little bit. But, you know, I may have a quick flip tomorrow. Um, so if you just look at the chart around uh, after hours from 10th of March. And then 11th, obviously, it went up big from $0.16 to 0.28. Um, so, yeah, how'd, you, how'd you find this? Uh, how did I find it? That's a good question. <laughs> oh is... yeah, uh, I, I actually a, a friend of a, a friend of mine. He mm -hmm. saw it on Reddit, and then he um sent it to me, in in like my little WhatsApp group with like family members. Sent gotcha. it to me. Yeah. Um, and then I looked into it some more, did some more DD, and funnily enough, I didn't find this shit about the CEO. So I'll have to do some more research actually, because I should have disclosed that in the video. Yeah, it's uh, it was on their Investor Hub page. So I, I don't know if you ever use Investor Hub, but like that's like for OTC, like it destroys like stock tweets or any social media platform okay. when it comes to their message boards. Um, it's yeah, like I one use, of my first. I use, yeah. Oh, like, iHub. I know this. Yeah, I iHub. The app. Oh, oh do yeah, you? Yeah. I, I didn't know there's people. I didn't know there's people um posting. I thought it was quick, pretty dry. Oh no, you got to okay. go to the me the message boards thread. That's where all the good stuff all is. Right, all right, all right. Mm -hmm. it's actually okay, a pretty okay. it's a pretty good site um i wish it was like a little bit more intuitive and worked yeah, better it's but pretty ugly as well man come on yeah yeah it, it's oh, the uh, interface it looks it like it's like... Me of like those really first iphones you know the stuff <laughs> at the bottom yeah it does i don't know if you're using the app but it's ugly as hell man i might actually I'll screenshot it and then send it into the into it's like the, a 2005 uh, website i feel like how do i just chat where is it ah into pumper club but yeah, so interesting, very interesting. And actually, iHub just showed me the they have a um, revolt. The revolt token has an update. So that's another you know that alternate systems is something I've been talking about. But by me, so they're saying that the they initiated the sale of the revolt tokens as of Friday. So now that they're they're funding their ICO for their electric vehicle ecosystem. That is um chat. Okay, cool. Alright. Um so yeah, so with the surge pay. Mm. Well, let me pull up this. So when did you when did you scalp it? Thursday. Thursday. Did it have a quiet Friday? Yeah. Well, yes and no. So it it went up to an all-time high, but then it went down again. Okay. So it Friday from the previous day's close, it was only up like 2%, as you can see. Um, having said that, in the morning, it went up to an all-time high of, what, 0.35? You'll see it on the chart, something like that. Yep. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, right at open. Yeah. So I think open open tomorrow could be similar. Again, yeah. you know, don't quote me on that. I'm not a financial advisor, but I'm I'm going to probably try and scalp it. Volume, you know, just do it. 
that and that's like people that get it. The, yeah, go ahead. the big the big thing that you you pushed on you know about the technicals and otcs and i would agree with you and disagree with you i would say i agree with you um that i think that the otc market has a really tough time having a good platform to do technical analysis on like um like trading view which is like one of everyone's you know i think it's one of the the staples of you know doing this stuff hard to do yeah. in, intraday um for them on uh, yeah. otc I, f I think the data is delayed um yes 15 minutes so the best one that i know of is um stock chart i think is what it's called um but even then like it's really hard to really do intraday technicals the, but the biggest technical which you know is volume you know if you see yeah. a wave of volume in otcs it's most likely gonna run yeah. okay uh okay so yeah volume is key i mean that's key for it's yeah. key for anyone so <laughs> any of these money stacks so what i usually do is um it's not really formal but um i keep an eye i've got a watch list obviously so i keep an eye on these pennies um at the start of the day and then whichever one uh, you know runs a little bit there's a high chance it could continue to run so i i try and open a small position or something and then it more often than not it always runs because um, you know low flow etc higher volume you know there's gonna be good price action it's gonna run simple as that uh, i agree i mean yeah. that's you now swinging otcs has been uh some of the biggest pays i've ever, ever gotten um sometimes i've held them too long and ended up you know selling you know two sh you know like <laughs> two hours later than i should have or held and you know but uh 100%. quick flow yeah <laughs> i think we all we all have me, man. i know i know the pain man like, oh, like i was telling worst. rick in a personal call but i'll tell you guys as well man i've had i've had nightmares about unrealized gains you know money that i could have made and i didn't make and it, it pisses me off you know because I sold too quickly or I didn't sell and then it went a little bit, you know? Obviously, you can't involve emotions in trading, but sometimes you just think about, oh, yeah, if I did this, then I would have I would have had this. Anyone else um, Anyone else do similar? Yes, all the time. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can list off a bunch of tickers that I've done this way. What's yeah, up, guys? Man. This is Hawk. I just jumped on. Hey, there he is. Hey, buddy. Sorry for the delay. Uh, <clears throat> perfect timing, though. Cash, I think you're talking about, you know, what what could have what could have been and the gains you could have realized. Um, you know, at first I did think about that a little bit, but you know, it's for me, it's you know, the yin and the yang. You just you exit with a profit and you don't look back. And maybe the night after you you look at what you could have done a little bit better. But you know, once you focus and and hang on to those things it, it takes back from what you're going to do the next day or the next week or whatever mm -hmm. so for me it's it's you know i did harp on that stuff a lot at the beginning but you know take your profit and run man you made a good trade you made green and and just get better you know review what you could have done better but yeah it, it can be daunting and very emotional if you focus on that agreed <laughs> Especially like for those companies, and I would say specifically the OTC land, like the ones that we don't have as much information, or we don't have the uh, as re re readily readily available 
due diligence on that like for instance like when i entered mmmw when it was three and a half cents i didn't know shit about the company other than it had a cool name it was in a good industry that was really about it and i bought and when you get profits legit like it had a cool name and that's one of the reasons why that's why when i said i was entering it i was like entering a small position just because i think this could be cool and then i mean obviously that's how i actually ended up meeting hawk because he ended up sending me a bunch of awesome dd on it and you know it ended up being a really good play and you know i made some pretty good money on it um and then it's you know taking a step back since then. Yeah, but like, I think you guys. I think it goes back to your it goes back to your initial game plan too, right? If you don't have your personal profit margin going into a play, then you're gonna always think that you left some on the table or you didn't get enough, right? But if you hit your target before that, you know, if you have the plan before the trade on what you want your profit margin to be, and you hit that target, well, then you hit your goal, right? I mean maybe keep some free riding shares to, to go to see what else it does. Mm -hmm. But you know, if you don't have that plan going in, you're always going to think that you left some on the table or you didn't get enough or whatever, but it's, it's all up to your personal plan. I think it's really important. I feel you. I feel you. And that's a really good point, but I also think, especially in pennies, you know, you got to be more liquid. You got to be a little flexible with that plan because you know, stuff changes just like that. Oh yeah. Oh, so, yeah, so, definitely. so for me, um, um, I like to be flexible and, and maybe, um, a little not free for all, but you know the kind of, that kind of direction, you know, um, where, uh, you know, I'm just flexible. No, and anything changes, I can change yeah. as well. Well, and that also goes back to like what you said earlier about the technicals. Like with uh, OTCs, it's hard to monitor what's what's going on. So like, you can like literally open another tab in your browser and then two seconds later go back to it and it could be down 25 percent and you're like what the fuck happened and it was someone just sold crazy into the bid and just screwed your position um and that happens yeah there's there's tons of times yeah there you know if one guy with a lot of shares doesn't know how to sell his shares in the otc and does like a market sell then it can completely bomb the momentum you know and not so much like that in the big board because you know volume obviously moves the stock up and down but it it just isn't as it it doesn't rely on much as much on the big board stuff as it does in the otc i mean one person could take its stock if they have you know say five million shares and they're looking to offload you know right especially with these smaller market caps yeah watching l2 level two is really important that's something i always watch and if you see these big blocks on the ask you know, and you don't see those getting, and it scares people away. So what? Uh, really what else? Um, Go ahead. I, I sorry. I know um the share price is often fifteen minutes delayed, but what about the level two? Is that um is that live on penny stocks? Yeah. OTC? Yeah, yeah, it's live. Yep. What yeah, do you so What do you I use for L two? I use TD. So TD has Same. a free level two for it. You can um, you know, once you get the app on your phone the think or swim um you have to go in and on the actual uh website and there's a little bit of navigation you have to do in order to get approval for l2 but it's free and it's live and you can see live trading and live blocks of shares on the ask and stuff so it's also, it's also on the regular one too the regular ameritrade or td too uh, I yeah. level two. 
Yeah, Weeble doesn't have uh, OTC level two. It's not a Nasdaq. It's not a Nasdaq total view, which is like w- what most people use. I know OTC Marketplace has a level two that's supposedly pretty good, but it's really expensive. Um, yeah, that's why I asked Hawk what you use because that's what I use as well. It's not the best, but it's better than nothing. Um, to see where things are. But I also scalped this week. I I scalped some SOS this week. Um, yes. They uh, I bought some. I did it with options. I I bought a few uh, six and a half dollar calls when it was, it's like six something, and it ended up on Friday hitting seven oh one and made like thirty five percent. You know, and I actually ended up buying a um, I, I fell back down to like six fifty, and I ended up buying some seven dollar calls for this next Friday. Just to see if it'll go I up because it's a very very volatile yeah. very volatile pretty low flow Ooh, on that. So this man, I think um this week next week obviously crypto hit sixty thousand dollars for the first time, Bitcoin did. Yeah. So I think you know we're gonna get a lot of good sympathy plays this week for crypto. So that's what I'm keeping my eye on. Yeah. Um, definitely, sauce yeah. could see some good movement. All of these all of these mining I don't know companies. If you guys man. heard me uh, in the last couple of weeks, but I have been really bullish on. Uh, blockchain crypto and my target you know was i think i said that i think it was at fifty thousand, and i said you know the next target according to the charts was about 62 to seventy thousand. so we're almost right there now and uh i do think that we kind of hit those targets so i'm absolutely i agree with you cash i'm i'm bullish on that and then marijuana stocks the thcx crossed above the 8 and 21 day moving average so I think some of those THC stocks, marijuana, cannabis, should be hot this week as well. Yeah, I I also play. Um, I I don't really. There's so many of those marijuana stocks, especially in OTC land. That what, what I've what I've decided to do, and it actually has benefited really well for me. And this is something I did a while ago. Is I I have this. Um, it's called Stash Invest. It's like a cash back like debit card that I use that pays me in stock back, which it's not anything special, but I also use it for savings and a Roth IRA and stuff like that. So it's, you know, it's useful for me. Um, and it also is a really cool metal card. So I splurged, <laughs> but anyways, uh, so every time I make a purchase with it, I get 2% um, cat or stock back on the, corporate cannabis etf which is ran by iTrust, i believe and since i started doing that my my cannabis etf is up like 83 percent or something like that i'm actually so i have like a couple thousand dollars in it and you know i I slowly add to it you know every week and every month pretty good yeah so i decided you know because i haven't been able to find an american company that i'm in love with you know that's in the cannabis industry that's going to make a big deal you know, in my portfolio, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of those, you know, couple one centers that are going to run the OTCs, but they might, you know, run for no odd reason. And I don't know why, um, kind of thing. Uh, cause I feel like a lot of it is just, you know, where the volume is and when we get there, I guess. I, but, um, but that's just something I wanted to, you know, talk about with people is just, you know, if you don't know where to put your money, ETFs is a great place to put your money, especially in something like a disruptor. You know, there's, now there's like the iDrive ETF. So if you can't decide on what EV company you want to put your money into, why don't you buy iDrive? Until you Yo, figure it out. ETFs, oh. I think um, the ARC ETF that went up, I can't remember the exact amount, but it went up quite a big percentage uh, either last week or the week before. I can't remember anyone. 
um which which yeah there's a lot of them um <laughs> do you remember what was in it say which one um uh, it was on trading 212 the platform i use actually um come looking talk etf because there's uh there's the regular innovation etf is the autonomous technologies and robotics is new generation uh there's a gene one and there's a fintech one that i know of right now. hey rick while you're looking at that this is dom i actually had what's up buddy in... hey how you doing so there was another one called federated kaufman it's an it's a mutual fund fkasx i believe is the ticker and i bought it kind of late 2019 and that thing's been doing really well. It's it's pretty much a cannabis uh, mutual fund. So take a hmm. look at that one if you get yeah. a chance to. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm all about it. I love, I mean, I, I love the product. And, you know, I, I've been, for weeks, I've been trying to find, like, this is the ticker for weed that I want to invest my money into. And I just, I can't find one, you know, that, like, they all are, like, are either huge in debt or, you know, like, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen until the administration is passed and deals are starting to be had. I refuse, yeah. I refuse to put my money into, like, uh, no, no offense to people who hold Sundial, it's Sundial or, uh, <laughs> like the three big Canadian ones. I can't, I can't remember what they are right now, but, um, I, I just, to me, like I don't, I don't get the justification unless they have like an immediate deal in America with one of these companies. And I know there's a few that do, um, but I just, I just can't justify it yet you know, until I start to see some, you know, PRs or some deals that you know, change my mind about it. Um, but I, so did someone post that ticker in? Yo, red? I've got another question, yo. Yeah, go for it. Um, I remember for? in a previous call, someone raised, we had a cannabis um, cannabis topic for the DD call, and someone raised the Amazon of cannabis or something. It might have been Rocket Man. Weed Maps, SSPK. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah well, Weed how, Maps. What's the status of that? How is that doing? I mean, I got hit pretty hard on that tech uh, uh, sell-off. Okay. So, I mean, I play off technicals too, and there's not a lot of technicals going for it right now at the moment either. It's, it's hard to do that with SPACs because they yeah. just don't have any historical historical price trends. I mean, it ran up so much too from the initial uh, price. It went up to 29. So, I mean, I would wait for more consolidation. There's um, I also saw that Leafly is also looking to go public for, via SPAC, and I don't know if... I think that was one of Gator's facts. Oh, was it? I think it was like GN, GN something. Oh, yeah. GNRS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, they haven't announced yet, but that's just another one. I wonder if they're going to be doing the same like SAS or SAS or platform as a service kind of kind of thing that uh, Weed Maps is trying to do. I would assume they probably are. Um. I've yet I've definitely used Leafly's. You know, when I last time I was in Colorado, I used Leafly like every day. It was like the first thing I checked to see if there was any coupons <laughs> in my area. Um, yeah, so there and there's also Kern. Kern is another one as well that doesn't doesn't get as as much talked about. Um, but yeah, I guess we could think about the the infrastructure place surrounding the the industry as well. You know, because. Oh, yeah, the dispensaries and the you know, the grow ops or the grows actually grow the product. 
but there's going to be people transporting it. There's going to be the financial aspects of it, unless they overturn. Because right now in America, right now in America, you can't if you own a um, marijuana-related business, you can't put your money in a normal bank because it's still a federally illegal. You know, unless they change that law recently, which I don't think they have. Um, but I've had friends who've worked at dispensaries and stuff like that, and they got paid like basically in cashier's checks and they had an armored truck come pick their stuff up and some third party financial service had to store their money. So until that changes, you know, um, that that's another Avenue or another business. Cause when Michigan passed, uh, the legalization, there was like, you can get a license for testing centers. You can get a license for growing, selling, transportation and financial services so there's like five aspects to this industry um that you, we can really like really dive into and i guess i've always really been looking at the product itself just like in ev you you have have charging stations or you need to have something to support the industry so that's maybe a really good avenue of looking at i mean Weed maps and Leafly and Kern are all places that you know help sell the marketplace of cannabis, which is part of it. it connects to consumers, but there's there's more than just growing the plant that is going to be involved with this. So, I just food for thought, I guess. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's move on to what's going on this week. Um, so the events this week. There's going to be an interest rate conference on Wednesday with the Fed, and there's a press conference. I don't know if Jay Powell himself is going to be leading that conference um, or if it's another chairman from another branch of the Fed, but they're going to be talking about interest rates. Um, and there's a few more Treasury bond auctions this week as well. I think they're selling three years and five years this year or this week. So the last week they... They had a really successful auction of treasury bonds um, for the ten-year, um, so that's you know that's a good sign, um, especially with uh, stimulus finally getting passed. Um, we also have the job claims that we have every Thursday, uh, but other than that, I didn't really see a whole lot uh, this week on uh, earnings whisperer from the large caps. Um, I threw in here, it'll be interesting what Resonant looks like. It's Monday before open. Um, I've talked about them and I've written about them before. Uh, basically, they have, they're have a startup that um, makes 5G faster. Like it's the, an RFID um, chip that they make. Um, they, in the past, they've had zero debt because they've had this program called the Foundry Program where they actually use their future prospects of customers and they have the largest RF RFID chip manufacturer in China as their like their first initial partner, um, which actually helps pay for the development and integration of their product. They're still in like development. So, so uh, not huge in the fact of um, how or this, um, like they're not, they're very early stage. In their last investor slide, they were they are forecasting, or this is more than their last investor slides, but last time I checked, I guess uh, they're forecasting they wanted to be 
by 2025, 24 billion dollars worth of the 40 billion dollar market in what they are, are addressing. Um, their technology, they claim that that makes uh, 5G move at its full potential and can make traditional 5G of like what we have now 20 times faster, which is a really bold statement. Um, but they have some pretty decent sized names attached to their name. Um, so you see to make sure they don't have any debt. They're actually down right now. They've seen, you know, high sixes. They really hit January hard. Um, and like boomed. I mean, I, I tweeted out in December. I was like, Ooh, you know, two and a half dollar resonant calls for, you know, I don't remember what the strike price was, but it was like a, a year or something like that. It was like, look good. They're only 50 cents. They should should have bought, you know, they were, they were, it's been over five. It's something that I'm definitely going to look into. It's a, they're a disruptor. I want to see if they have any cool updates um, to, you know, getting out of their, um, their development into actually orchestrating their business. I know Hawk is about, you know, Adam era, which is Adam. I don't, do you know anything about resonant actually? Or is that on your radar at all? Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. You know, I think they do the, they do the filters, right? Correct. Yep. Yep. I, yeah. uh, I like that company. I do not personally own them right now, but I do like them. Yeah. I, I saw them fall pretty hard in the tech fall and it was, you know, I was going to see how fall they, or far they went. I was hoping they were going to go into the threes, that they're going to be a no brainer in the threes. Um, but then, you know, I didn't, didn't, I wasn't sure if the market was going to hold and, you know, whatever, and I ended up just adding to the positions I I really did a lot of DD on. So, have you uh have you heard of AKTS Acoustic? I have not. Please tell me more. Um, they're also a filter, five G filter company. I think they're trading at around fourteen something right now. Um, but yeah, they have a lot of good things going for them. They're in the the five G space as well. I found them. I think around seven so i'm up you know 100 percent on my initial purchase on them and it's one of my long plays um so yeah i can provide some more dd uh via the thread and an amazing after this cool thank you so it's a akts yeah it's another AKT. 5g play cool um but yeah there's a lot of more no i mean last week there wasn't a lot of notable companies i know i talked about like xping and they actually beat revenue uh like I said, they would. No big deal. <sighs> but <laughs> uh, I'm super bullish on that company and their tech, and and just what they're doing is phenomenal. And I can't wait to see them branch out from just from just China, um, into Europe and stuff like that in the near future. But desktop metals, uh, that's a that's a really interesting disruptive company, um, that uh, not only is Chamath invested in, but also Arc is very highly invested into. Uh. It'll be interesting to see where they're at. They're also an early stage company. Let's see Westport Fuel Systems. They've gone crazy lately. Um, with the whole natural gas, um, gas prices, they were sitting in under two dollars for like all of last year, and they're sitting at like eight right now. Uh, they do like a cleaner version of a traditional fossil fuel, kind of what they do. Um. Other than that, I don't really know much about them, but it'll it'll be interesting to see if they're overinflated right now, um, just based on how fast they've grown. And ER is kind of a big 
I don't like holding through ERs really, especially uh, like for a new position, but it might be a good opportunity to get into a new position. Uh, F cell also same kind of thing. They've grown like crazy last year. I remember buying these guys at like $2. I think they've been over 20. I don't know if they've closed above 20. Um, recently, uh, I know they fell pretty hard during the last couple of weeks. I don't know if they've fully recovered. I'll be interested to see how much revenue they're doing. I mean, they're a big fuel cell European company. I just see, you know, as Europe is much further along in the green energy space than we are, to see how much they are converting. I believe they are out of Belgium, say. I want to see they're a Belgian company. Yeah, I think so. Um, Givo, I know there's a lot of Givo people that are interested in Givo. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see where they end up. Uh, Canadian Solar, don't know anything about them, but they're solar. So, uh, and I know they're like 80 bucks a share. Like they're pretty successful. And then MP Materials, which is another SPAC that was launched and invested with um, by Chamath. And they, they are about getting the materials needed for, you know, the cathodes and batteries very bullish on what they're doing not necessarily what they're per, per what their price is right now um but it's another company that is on my radar so there's a lot <clears throat> excuse me there's a lot more interesting ones this week just based off of what i know uh lordstown which <laughs> lordstown had a crappy week and uh hindenburg went after them on Thursday, um, and they felt really bad. They were up almost to forty dollars a share, and I, I think they're in the teens right now. Um, they claim that they do not have the one hundred thousand or hundreds of thousands of pre-orders, or they're very loosely, you know, uh, low buy to get on that list and easy to get out of. Um, and that they're really fabricating a lot of stuff and. Workhorse is a 10% minority owner in, in Lordstown, and they've taken a dive and based on uh, they're having tons of lawsuits against them now, like just like Ideonomics did, because everyone assumed uh, they were going to get that USPS contract. So both Lordstown and Workhorse are hurting really bad. Um, oh, and I also see that on Wednesday Sundial as a ER call, so. Maybe I'll have to take a look at that because I'm not convinced on Sundial. I I just think that float is way too big. I know they have a lot of cash, but um, be interesting what they do with that cash. So, hey Rick, you're you're a spec guy. Um, I am. <clears throat> there's one that just got on my radar. I'm not sure if you've heard of it, but mm -hmm. it is the former guys of Qualcomm that spun off into PRSR. Uh, and it's supposed to be a 5G and AI related spec, which I both like both sectors, but maybe uh, I haven't DD'd it like fully, but maybe we can work on that together. They have units as well, um, and it's trading at 986 right now. So it's PRSR. So yeah, maybe one for us right to now. look at. I like the sectors they're working on 5G and AI. I mean, they're below the the initial offering yes yeah exactly i like that um i just jumped on spec here real quick that and he's got nothing on there no leadership no nothing so yeah definitely look into that um 
They filed their S1 in December, so they are relatively new. Is commons and warrants out yet, or is it just? So they have PRSR and then PRSRU. So they've got, I think the unit is one-third warrant and one common, I believe. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to see what their leadership's like, but. No, I like yeah, that. I like that I, space. I think it's the former guys of Qualcomm. So um, some of the some of the you know corporate guys that they had they spun off into making this spec. But maybe we can work on that one together. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Qualcomm uh, Qualcomm is also the the yeah, responsible for uh, Watt or Energis Corp. Yep, exactly. So um, Qualcomm, Broadcom are two of the largest. Uh, semiconductor companies in, in the world really so i like i like the i like that so um all right yeah uh but it, that's a perfect segue into yo rick can i talk about uh aese real quick they have earnings coming up yeah absolutely let's do that yeah so they're estimated to have earnings coming out tomorrow i mean they haven't announced it formally so i mean it com- could come out on a later date but They've been doing really well the last past year with uh, online content, digital content. Here, hold on, I have a link. Their viewership is up a thousand percent since the beginning of COVID. And um, let me see, let me find a third quarter report right here. Hold on, I'm trying to find my notes real quick. <laughs> You're good. Um, I'm trying to post that real quick first. So, I, I well, will you look for that? I know uh, I saw you and Gabe talking about it. Um, that they were they're considering taking that $100 million proposal? Uh, no. I was saying um, they're they're saying no, pretty much. In that uh, in that little group I shared that little tweet with that we have on Twitter, they were pretty much saying no, telling um, their show shareholders to just vote yes on the WPT deal. Ah, uh, okay. Then I I, I um also just for- that makes more sense. Here, here's that real quick. I mean. For their uh, third quarter report on uh, last year, they had a significant increase in both their digital and uh, online content. Obviously, their physical sales were uh, down because none of the none of their places are open, none of their venues are opening. But now they're starting to open up, and also the deal with their malls, Simon and Brookfield, they're going to start opening up too, like in the Mall of Georgia, one of the biggest malls in America. It's, I mean, I feel like they're their financials are going to go through the roof this year. Yeah, potential offer is pathetic. I think it gives because, them a good gives them a good floor though. Yeah, it gives them a good floor. I mean, the WPT sale gave them a good floor too as well. It was two point twenty nine a share with that sale, and I think that's going to go through at the end of this month or the beginning of April. So that's why I'm holding through earnings because I think the bigger bike is going to come through with one of those sales getting completed the WPT sale and then maybe another offer for their esports division by itself yeah i mean i think closing that uh closing that deal of the WPT will be pretty bullish 
Um, I hope I hope that they have some new. Either they decide to stick with their their uh, esports and they either they expand upon it or they decide that they're just gonna roll with it while they find a better suitor. And yeah, like you said, that the world is opening back up. They can start using that stuff. I think uh, Biden said that July Fourth is like is his like a landmark date of when he wants the world to be officially open to everyone and we can finally resume life um i'll be happy with that yeah i mean everybody would (laughs) i feel like you could be right i mean they someone could just invest some money in them and they could keep going and they don't have to sell i mean a lot of a lot of different things could happen yeah i mean I, I I posted in your channel on the server about Statica or Statistica, which is like um I don't know what they exactly what they what they what they do, but they do uh, market forecasts for like just different industries. I mean, or when I know what they do, I don't know where they all get their information. It's you. There's only so much free information on that, on that website. But when I originally started doing my AESE update before I even started this Discord. Uh, like back in this the summer, um, I, that was like one of the first places I looked. Um, and esports worldwide is projected to grow like almost a hundred percent as an industry by twenty twenty five. So yeah. there's plenty to to run on this. So if they do decide they want to stay, not start over, as like like you said a couple weeks ago, another like basically a potential spack again. Um. There's, I mean, it's not a bad industry to be in. So, yeah, totally. I feel like their their management is because they were originally supposed to be in oil. Like I said, I think a while back, I feel like they they're not like as prepared. So I think there's some hesitance in their in their own belief of managing this company. Interesting. Which is not you don't want the CEO or the executives of a company to be you know hesitant of believing themselves. Right. Right, right. You don't um, definitely. I mean, there's this. There's, there's a load of potential, and with the sale of the WPT and this offer, it gives them a really good floor of like what they're worth. They're not too far above it, you know, in terms of uh, what their market cap is right now. I have it on the top. Hundred something. Yeah, it's uh, uh, ooh, according to Google, it's uh, ninety-seven eighty-five. So they're just, which could be wrong. Um, Actually, that might be right. Okay, well, it's in that area. It's I mean, it's close. So I mean, yeah. j- just alone, that hundred million dollar offer is, you know, right at where they're worth right at this moment, and that's without a load of potential. It's not like they're overpaying. For this offer most of the time you see uh below market value offers share buyouts so from my experience from what i've seen you know so yeah I, I, this two dollar and fifty cent you know low to, or you know two ten to you know even two dollars like two dollars is a great floor for this company i know a lot of the people that are invested in this company right now are probably holding averages around the low below 250. So, I mean, yeah, my 223, I think is what mine is lot looking. So, like I'm not up really that much, but you know, I'm I'm not 
afraid of it falling really below my entry. So I'm 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 in to see where it goes. I really falling below too. I think it can drop back down to the low uh, point twenties, point thirties, two point thirties. But it's just because it's very volatile and people. There was that big uh, volume spike a week and a half ago, about 80 million people. And I think we have a lot of retail investors that are just scared and they're just waiting for a pop to just sell and offload their bags. Because a lot of them bought above three, right? People do that. Right. We're stupid. People FOMO. Yeah. I mean, and then uh, SLGG, I also mentioned uh, last week. Mm-hmm. They were gonna. They had the big drop. I mean, I called it. They were gonna have earnings this week. They saw another sixty percent pop again. I think there's gonna be another drop this week. More consolidation. I think that is also another good company to get into. I don't have that much DD on it though. They're just another esports company, like I said, and they do a lot of uh, esports teams. They host a lot of um, teams. They, they own a lot of teams. Like I don't know the names of the esports teams and stuff. Like you know how the NBA and NFL works. Right. They own certain amount of teams. So. so this is the NBA of esports. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so I think and then AESC follows SLGG a lot. If you notice the last two weeks. Every time SLGG has a spike, it follows it. Every time AEC has a spike, SLG follows it. So those two stocks are pretty much like in line with each other. I did see on Saturday that SLGG did have a lawsuit. Um, out against them, uh, or I have not seen this. So, Cascal uh, Law LLC is announced that they're investigating SLGG on behalf of com- company shareholders. Um, it was about the issuance of the 12.5 million shares of common stock. So, it doesn't really go a lot of to a lot of details about mm-hmm. it. They just say, I know they had two, uh, they've had two stock offerings this year, so they're they're flush with cash right now. Interesting, though, that... So there shouldn't be any more offerings anytime soon here in the next couple months, I feel. Mm-hmm. Has, is uh, AGS on anyone's radar? Play AGS? Uh-oh, I never heard of that. Oh, man. So it's just been on my watch list, and it just keeps going up. It's one of those where I'm like, okay, it's time to really look at this deeper. So what this is, is it's um, <clears throat> it's kind of in the gambling and electronic gaming industry. And they have interactive social casino games. And, um, you know, table products include live felt tables, side bets, card shuffler. So it's interactive social casino games. It's at 926 per share, but... You know, I know you guys are in the ELYS as am I, and you like the AESE, so it kind of seems like an interactive gambling. Is it o- is it OTC or is it on or is it Nasdaq? No. It's Nasdaq. It's Nasdaq. Yeah. So maybe this is one. It's kind of in that same segment. I mean, it's just it's fifty two week low is seventy cents, and I think it closed at its fifty two week high nine twenty nine. So. Yeah. You know, it may be, I haven't looked at the technicals on it, but it's one to kind of group in with the ELYS and your AESE and uh, the other ones you're talking about, because um, I, I don't know, I've just been watching it, it fucking hasn't stopped. So. Yeah. Can you share a um, link on it in the chat? Yeah. I'll look yeah. at that later. Yeah, so I'm yeah, looking, thanks, thanks, man. I'm looking at the Yahoo Finance page right now. So it's saying that it, wow, that was a really big link. <laughs> um, 
Wow. The the short term bull or <laughs> bearish, um, but then midterm and long term bullish. Just, yeah, finance. But yeah, like uh, Hawk just said, yeah, it closed at an all time high on Friday. Um, what we'll caused that spike on Friday, Hawk? Voxel here. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm here. Um, I I actually don't know. You know, it's just one of those. Like I said, it's you know, I do some research over the weekend and and look at what's going and what's not working for me. And must see anything. Twenty three percent. So I don't know. You know, I mean, you could... how do the financials look? Not great. Uh, yeah. well, I mean, so so basically, so twenty twenty, uh, hundred and sixty seven million is their revenue but they were negative 85 million so and the first they haven't had any like recent pr from what i can tell um other than nine days ago there was a another investigation from a law lawsuit happen all the time so there's not yeah too much like merit in those yeah they're usually bullshitting most companies uh they had fourth quarter earnings um fourth that was their last thing um just just briefly going over it um yeah they're not profitable sorry to throw a screwball in you guys but it was just <laughs> no. one that's on it's just on my radar that's here. what this is for man i mean i'm looking for other players like these yeah, I just hear gambling and like you you have my attention instantly. <laughs> Everybody exactly. loves gambling. Exactly. I, I see Gator just like peek up on the tip of his seat when I said gambling and oh. gaming. I'm fully involved when you say that word. Fully torqued. Fully torqued. <laughs> um yeah, I uh, I'll drop the transcript right now. Um in chat for Gator and company. Look into it. Let me know if it's any good. Um, I mean, I love, I like, uh, Ellis the most, like, um, out of all of them, I, I like rush, rush street interactive is, was one that I've looked at that I like as well. Um, and obviously you got the big dogs like, and, and DraftKings, but I'm looking for, you know, the next one. And right now I don't see anything that really matches Ellis when it comes to what they're trying to do. Um, and, oh, and, and the area yeah, they're trying 100%. to do that. We've talked isn't about Alice. Isn't put in the S and P? Say again. Or isn't Penn being put in the S and P or something? Or did I read that wrong somewhere? You may have. I mean, they're a hundred dollars a share right now. Maybe, maybe these these were. Um, yeah, they're hundred and thirty dollars a share right now. Oh uh, yeah, so NXP semiconductors and National Gaming. Jarek Holdings and Easers Entertainment, which I believe was the SPAC Gold Nugget, or is that what they are? They've won up a lot. I no, there's. Oh no, it's like uh, it's ZR, which is. I thought it was um, uh, what LCA? Never mind. It's not LCA, but they're all going in the mid cap four hundred. Not the you... SP5. No, kind of for uh, gambling and esports stocks. Say that one more time. I say we can still see a boost from that news for just 
gambling and esports stocks in general. Yeah, I think you know, five years from now, if you hold any of these major players, more than they are now, I think you know, just like Canada is making it fully legal, I think the United States is going to do that in the next until completely to do online games. People have been finding a way around it for years. Yeah. Might as well make the money off it. So uh, just like we're going to pass medical or uh, yeah. recreational marijuana, I think uh, or, uh, gambling is going to fall suit. So to find these guys, you know, like Ellis is a long term. For- I don't plan on selling it for a while. If, if, ever. You know, <laughs> ever, ever, as he says. I, I really think that they could be a complete humongous monster. Um, that could I'm be right a- there with you. I, I mean, I already tweeted out, when it hits 15, 20 bucks, I will not be accepting DMs about Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> Do I saw- not DM me. Don't say I wish I listened. I don't want none of it. I saw uh, Mad saying stuff about that too. Good old Mad. He actually said he wanted to come on here and talk about Bitcoin and why he was not bullish. Yeah, come on, we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of well, people. Well, it's at like sixty grand. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, okay, well, all right, well, um, I am not bullish on Bitcoin. It's literally at sixty grand. Well, he also said that the also thought market was going to crash. He's he. He's such a smart guy and like is right, but he's like, I don't, I don't, what's the word? Like, he's like very, um, jumpy. Yeah. Like, it, it's, yeah. he's a yes or a no. He's like, it is or it isn't. I'm like, come on, man. Come on, man. Pick a lane. Come on, dude. You're smart. You know this. And he's incredibly smart. He went to school for this. Um, I was like, you think the market's going to crash? <laughs> he's like, yeah. And then two days later, he's like, Buying everything. I was like, okay. okay. Yeah, it's going to crash. You know what? I'm bullish. <laughs> <laughs> if he ever listens to this, I love him. Uh, I love Madhouse, too. He's a great guy. <laughs> but all right. So, all right. Well, well, let's move on to the spec journey real quick. Um, so, for those who haven't signed up, the link is in the chat. Um, each week, we're going to be talking about a different... We're going to be talking about a different industry, because... You know, most of these are it's either lidar or battery or charging today we're going to be talking about the aviation a couple health cares um and then there's some tech um but that's about it you know it, i mean there's a lot oh there's a few space ones those ones are going to be fun to talk about as well like black skies um so but like i said we're going to be uh, these are just some of the really interesting matchups um so we're talking about the aviation uh, I you know I wanted to highlight a few of those. We got Gators Boy Proterra, uh, uh, PaySafe, which is another one that uh, Rocket likes. Uh, I wanted to highlight uh, Nuvo, uh, just because they are having their shareholder meeting on Wednesday. I'm gonna talk a little bit more about them, why I really like them uh, here in a few. Um, but the just gonna go through and then on the website. Um, I'm a new web developer, so I had some technical difficulties and I ended up crashing the mobile version because I ended up putting too much stuff on it. Uh, but I had all the investor link slides um, embedded into it. Um, but sometime this week, you'll be able to go on there and uh, view them all. Um, and then also view, I can also, I'll drop the Excel spreadsheet that has them all. 
Um, and if you actually go into Common Ninja, which is the hoster for this, and you actually click on the game, uh, they should have all of the investor slides attached. So if you want to go through them, um, it's probably the best place to really find all the information you need to know about what they do, what they're projecting. Um, but note that you know these are just projections, and there's other competition that they're not really that are coming out every day for some of these companies. So. Just letting you know that that, that information is out there. Um, but today we're going to be talking about Archer, Wheels Up, Blade, and Joby. And uh, Ivan has been very kind to um, to do quite a bit of research on these. Uh, so my first question to you, Ivan, is which one of these four stand out to you the most? Oh boy. Uh, I no. really like Archer. I'll be honest with you there. You like Archer? Um, I like talking about this aviation sector because SPACs, they're hot right now. Hell, we're doing a March SPACness tournament for all, all things. For fun. Uh, it's definitely an emerging market and I think it'll grab the, the attention of retail traders especially. And actually that's the mentality I'm going into this bracket with to be honest with you. What would retail like? What has the most room to grow? Right. I think um, this whole industry but, has tons of room to grow. I mean, most of their exactly. their forecasts are for like, you know, 2025 and you know, their early stage development. A lot of them are leading they're because i because i know like a few of these companies like wheels up in particular you know they all have platforms in order to do some sort of like uh uber of private chartering yeah. basically but a few of them have aspirations to do like electric planes or more stuff as well so i know archer's one of them but yeah continue on yeah. why you like archer so much oh uh, yeah actually before archer i just want to talk about the av the aviation industry in general um a lot of them are private companies obviously and that's where we're seeing them go public via spac here so uh i chose ev tall companies like archer right but also traditional uh flight companies such as blade which is a helicopter service and like you mentioned wheels up which is private jet uh private planes all that yep uh looking at archer um just going back to the whole thing about retail traders, it just looks cool. And gen generally, that's what got my attention. It looks cool. And then you look at the valuations there and all the money. It's there. The money is there. You follow the money. Uh, another thing I like about Archer is the contracts that they have lined up with certain airports. I can't name them off the top of my head right now. But they, they have some contracts going on. The existing contracts going on with uh, airports uh, and such. JFK, I believe, is one, the, the big one for them. One of the, it's either them or Joby. I, I know one of them yeah. have, that that has like a, a deal with like New York airports specifically, mm -hmm. and I think it's Archer because I think Archer's much bigger than Joby. Um, right, and but, I also uh, think of Lilium. It's not on the list here, but that might be Lilium. Z T Z N T H is or Z N T H. Yes, that's uh, yes, that's what I'm banking off of. And they haven't lined a letter of intent yet, but yeah. Yeah, that's been the rumor for a while, and I mean, I believe their share price is in the low 10, so there should be a good pop Very. when that announcement hits. I mean, back when they were rumored to be Archer, I, I was alerted about it, and mm. even then it like ran to 14, and then we had this tech sell-off, and all these specs suffered, uh, and then it went back to like, its initial you know offering price of t you know 10 bucks. so that could be a really good one to park your money in for a couple of weeks while you wait for an announcement. Um, yeah, I've actually uh, been doing that. I just want to bring up ZNT again because in their pro forma, they said that they were going to bring a company public in the eVTOL industry within six months. And now we're approaching, what, the third month? Um, 
I think we're approaching three. Yeah, I think we're on two. Yeah. And and during that time, Blade, Joby, Archer, and Wheels Up all went public. So it's right. there, there's not too many left. I know the Volocopters left, and I don't know. I've spoken with them, but I remember when we originally first start, started talking about it, Lilium or yeah, Lilium was like the them and Archer were the two that mm. were rumored to them. So all speculation indicates that Lilium and ZNTAE are going to be a couple. Um, yeah. No guarantees in life, but that's what it seems like. They are very hot to trot about, you know going public you know with a letter of intent with a company so it's not one of those specs that you don't need to wait wait around forever for um so just to highlight a couple things about archer um the spec constitutes 13 percent of the pro forma enterprise value of 2.7 million um i don't think i put the current price of archer on here i did not i can about that quick um currently at 1115 so based on yep 600 almost 700 million so let's do some math real quick Gives you a good sense of where they are based on that pro forma valuation. So they are currently overvalued, but going to be this industry. Um, things that I like to uh, highlight about Archer, um, they do have. Uh, ties with some other airlines such as uh, United. Um, they have some huge CEOs involved. Um, out of the four, I would say that Archer's got the most backing. Um, not the biggest evaluation, but the most backing from the biggest names. Um, the investor slides is chock full of Delta, Walmart, uh, I can't the mall i think app app like an apple executive is involved um i don't know if he's like directly involved but like there's investments involved um personally not from the company uh but it this company in particular really would be my favorite as well um out of them uh, for the matchup of you know, the spackness you know they're going up against a semiconductor company and even Elk, 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 Chronic, Elk Chronics, which I haven't really looked into, honestly, but I have Archer moving on. I have them actually in my Sweet 16 uh, just because I like them. Um, and that's the fun part about this is there doesn't need to be any sort of merit involved. It's just who's going to have a better week. Um, just like March Madness, a 12 seat could be a one seat any day. So, but I like this company. Um, but Blade is something that I believe they have the largest evaluation, but they are an urban mobility company. They they do helicopters, correct, Ivan? Yes. Uh, right front and center on the screen right there. They are like one of the leaders in the industry, really. And they also have a lot of backing, not as much as Archer. But uh, I think later down, if you scroll down, you can see all the partnerships that talking about in the news and everything. Um, yeah, yeah, right. 
So here's actually Volokhov. I actually, there. I actually like this play too, uh, Blade. Yeah, it's very, very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So they have like, like I said earlier, like they all have their own app. Like this is. Yeah. yeah this talks about their SaaS system. I guess you would say um, that you know you can actually just book a helicopter to come pick you up. Um, is really, really fucking cool. <laughs> I yeah, they have a lot of data to work with. That's for sure. I can't. I can't say um, that I'll ever use it, but you know, maybe one day. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the March backness, they're up against ATI Physical Therapy, and I just really thought that Blade was flashier, and we'll move on. To be honest, yeah. Um, ATI is. I've actually used ATI's physical therapy service, um, but yeah, uh, definitely a flashier name. Like just. I like the world has taken notice. This is like a slide that I took out that I really liked. I mean, they're getting tons of publicity. Um, and from what I can tell on the East coast, they're, you know, all these wall street execs, all these rich. They don't know what it, what it, what it's like to be someone like us. Um, they probably use this service and have been using the service. And I know um, like uh, what's the, what's the festival out in um, Vegas. Um, music festival can't think um shoot the, the country one or the edm one edm one. one something beautiful or something no oh, you're, think, you're thinking about bonded man no i'm not thinking about burning man hey siren um hey how you doing bro living the dream no i'm not thinking about burning man though i i really want to go to burning man no i'm thinking of um uh what is coachella it? nope not coachella it's like the biggest one on. Um, how do I not remember? Um, it's uh, called oh EDC, duh. But the uh, EDC uses Blade. EDC is they they do helicopter services. Oh, yeah. Um, they use Blade. So then that's where I first heard of them. I didn't know it was Blade, but I that's when I first knew about like this you know Uber of of um helicopters basically that it was like 500 bucks to you know basically to get picked up from a helipad um and brought to the the basically right on stage we're not right on stage, like right to the front entrance so you didn't have to like wait in line or take the buses because the the arena is at the las vegas uh, speedway which is a little bit outside of the strip and uh they say that and i've never been i've wanted to go in my earlier 20s because i used to i used to love to go to this kind of stuff like electric force i've, ac I've actually my... been have you was it fun it was fun when i was 20 23 yeah. yeah i've been to electric forest a bunch i mean that's my backyard it's yeah. only like a couple hours it's yeah. an hour away and that's super fun yeah. um but that it was really fun when i was 22 23 um i would like to go to edc just because it would be a fun experience but burning man is my is on my bucket so that's that's definitely um so yeah i think uh, we're gonna start seeing more of this kind of stuff too i mean in the bigger cities as well um and it's i don't understand why uh, going public um was such a big thing for them i feel like they could have been just as, just as successful to stay private um and i don't know if they feel if they're going to expand their business other outside of like what they already do like i don't know if like like I believe Joby is like starting this, you know, 
charter chartering of planes like traditional planes in order to help fund their their development of electric ones so i don't know if like they have like a step two or they just want to be uber of helicopters so uh, it's definitely something to look into but dollar percents you know they i think they have the biggest evaluation i believe it's yeah it's 7.5 billion dollars what their enterprise value is so obviously people are using the service and enough people are very interested in blade like i said like all these big 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 news outlets are talking about so definitely a good matchup for them to win and move on to the next round um joby um so i uh i really like joby here yeah um (laughs) this is so cool (laughs) you know they with all this aviation stuff we're talking about here it's it's an industry that has a lot of has a heavy carbon footprint i guess like the emissions and this is huge and all the all the uh specs we're mentioning today they're taking the steps to you know reduce their carbon footprint and all that but joby's really going beyond it's all electric isn't it correct um yeah, so I really like them. I like what their valuations, or uh, sorry, their estimates are supposed to be within the next ten years. Yeah, uh, and you and you get a pretty decent chunk of the pie. You get ten percent, you know, and they uh, not put it, in, but yeah. So actually, no, the twenty billion dollars in revenue is what they're forecasting in ten years. Um, they, I mean, we're not going to see like commercial electric. For a yeah. while, for a while, like this is a four or five seater, um, and what's really interesting to me, it kind of looks like a um, Chinook helicopter. Is kind of what it looks like to me, which is like a it's a really large helicopter that has like the similar blades. It's interesting. I, Go ahead. Can I really like about the, the design of that? See how the can you just roll that back down just so you can see the forward um, props. You see that there, um, just the way it folds back in. Yeah, see what I'm talking about the mechanism there. That's fucking clever. That. Yeah, it's super cool. It's like I wouldn't really call this a plane. I would call this a helicopter. Um, VTOL for sure. Yeah. Virtual uh, takeoff, something. Yeah, yeah, VTOL. Yeah, but the, I mean, definitely because obviously switching about because obviously it's a lot more efficient. You know, once it goes into the kind of plane mode, do you know what I mean? Which is going to be the big difference, obviously, for the battery, kind of amount of batteries you need, you need to do. But, you know, that'll be a lot more efficient than the E-Hang if they've got patterns on it. They they have a hundred... Well, I don't know if it's officially at the hundred. I think this is their goal. I don't know if they've actually achieved this. Right. But a hundred, 150-mile range. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a nice little commuter, you know? And... I don't know how fast takes you know how how fast these things can charge, but or how fast they can swap out the batteries. But uh, it'll be really interesting. God, I have I have family that are pilots for Delta, uh, so to see like the electric electrification of our industry, our air industry, over the next you know couple decades is is where we're headed. You know, just like we are headed to the electric car and there's definitely challenges ahead for the making things fly industry i mean they still don't really understand why airplanes can fly i i watched a really interesting video about you know like jet engines or, or jets and like they don't they don't quite understand why um 
they fly. They really don't. They don't understand the physics behind it, but yet they, we still fly in them. It's kind of, I, I don't know. It kind of made me a little disheartened after, you know, you know watching this uh, or watching that. I'll have to link that video. Uh, but like the, even like for the Wright brothers and stuff like that, it was just trial and error and uh, they found a recipe that works and, you know, there's no rhyme or reason of why it actually takes off. I mean, testing something to do speed draft a lot of the the plane and everything like that but um this is this is the beginning of that though the electric you know jet and the green footprint the the green um i know delta is that the in the next 10 years they're pivoting towards a more green jet it, that news was, was released over the summer but it is a huge carbon issue with uh with planes so uh, this company and also archer will be a, will be the you know and from what i've seen you know are like the two and then obviously helicopter as well as in is a evolve um be interesting to see where this development of this technology leads us um to the future and you know, going public and having more people fund this and will only help them in developing the technology quicker for everybody. So, and the thing that kind of uh, surprises me is that this only has a decibel level of 65. Yeah. That's so yeah, quiet. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. So quiet. I, I don't know. I mean, I've been around helicopter before. I've been on a helicopter when I was in the military. Those suckers are loud. 65 decibels is not that loud. Yeah, but that's 65 decibels at 100 meters. Yeah. So if you do your calculation, that's you true. get to 50 meters, then it's going to be double double that. You know what I mean? So like a concert. Like 130. Yeah, like, like 130 at 50 meters. Yeah, I wonder what that is compared to a regular. So yeah, uh, but Joe, what's Joby's matchup, Ivan? Uh, they are up against. Sorry, I just had it. Uh, they're up against Owlet, which I know. Oh, very little about, <laughs> yeah. but Owlet's like a yeah. st study material, like uh, right. Yeah, yeah. I've used Owlet before, so that should be an easy win for them. Owlet hasn't, yeah. hasn't moved on much. Um, and then finally, Wheels Up, which is the one I know the least about, and it was the least Likewise. appealing to me. Likewise. <laughs> but all I really saw was it's close to the like $10 mark, so it's kind of safe, I'd say. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. But, but yeah, I just want to talk about it a bit, because, yeah, we're talking about aviation, and they have a lot of data that can work off of, and they're selling it as a SAAS, a software as a service, right? Right. They're, um, they're more of a jet like uh private yeah jets, private chartering uh their estimate for i uh, they're well between because they have their own fleet and then they also use third party as well and i guess they have a lot of partnerships with a lot of these other companies um to you to lease out their vehicles through wheels up so as as things grow and more people start using the service they have a lot more capability in, in terms of inventory I mean, they're they're their revenue looks pretty solid, you know, going going forward. Like they're investing two billion, twenty twenty five. But you know, the cost of revenue is not that great either. So, um, out of the four, this is my least favorite. So, um, 
Agreed. Uh, looking at the matchup in the SPAC, they're going up against Nautilus Biotech. Okay. And, uh, I don't know. I, it's kind of close on both, actually, as I was liking myself now this, but just to go with the whole aviation theme, I ended up choosing wheels up as well. Just because they have so much room to grow Actually, at this price of 1050. So what's really cool is um, I can see the summary of all the predictions that have been made so far. Mm -hmm. and, and so Archer wins the first round handily. Wheels up actually loses to Nautilus. Um, According to the voters, it's about it's about sixty forty right now. Blade Blade demolishes ATI. Joby Joby gets beat by Owlette. No way. Thirty yeah, yeah, by no uh, <laughs> by by about twelve votes. People think Owlette's gonna take Joby. I don't I don't I don't know. It's pretty interesting. Um, <laughs> I, I don't. I disagree, but uh, yeah, maybe someone someone saw something in technicals, or because uh, because has not moved a lot either. And I know Joby had a nice uh, start to their SPAC career two weeks ago everything kind of got reset and that's why we pushed it back a week actually it would have been pretty fun to actually start it off this week and a lot of these did come back to life but um yeah so that is that is you know about it for those um but so the next week we're going to talk about fintech and i think we can go a little more deeper into fintech um as these are more relevant to like the now i mean these aviation specs are really cool future products um, and products that probably most of us can't really um, aren't very tangible because I don't think there's too many of us that will be ever using these in the near future. Um, just because I don't think we're the, we are the people of means that will really be using wheels up or uh, what's the other blade, excuse me. So yeah, super cool to think about. Um, I have all four of them moving on in my personal bracket. So, but next week, uh, we're going to have Rocket Man talk a little bit about PaySafe. I know they have their shareholders meeting for their merger next week, so next Tuesday. So that'll be a good one to focus on. Um, but ShareCare and OpFi, um, both are technically fintech solutions. ShareCare is insurance um insurance company and then opfi is banking i believe um and then sofi and weed maps and bark box weed maps is another one another one that uh rocket man will be able to talk about and then there's also money lion as well forgot about putting, putting them on here um the week three we're going to talk about uh the ev charging and batteries um maybe put in the manufacturers as well uh but uh, I wanted to talk about Nuvo real quick because um, they have their shareholder meeting on Tuesday. Uh, there's a bunch of them actually this week. So NGA, um, NBAC, which is Nuvo, and CIIC, just in the EU realm, are ones that I'm focusing on to look to look at. I'm very bullish on uh, all three of these companies. Really, NGA's come into market. Um, 
they're going to be one of the first to market. They have uh, facilities in Ca- or in Canada and in California. Um, have they have buses ready to go, school buses ready to go for 2021. So they are. I mean, they actually converted on some sales in Canada in 2020, which is something a lot of these companies can can't say that they have done. Um, NBAC, uh, one of the reasons why I like them um, is because of their shareholder split of uh, what NBA, NBAC constitutes 37% of, of the holding, and they are a low, well, kind of a low float. Um, their share outstanding currently is not super high, and then when, after the combination of merger, um, it still won't be that high as in terms of shares outstanding like we're going to see you know billions of shares for lucid and some of these bigger i think arrival is going to have billions of shares when it's all said and done uh but nuvo does infrastructure or vehicle to grid vehicle to grid so basically they connect the chargers and they actually sell some of these ev chargers they combined with uh, a couple partners who offer these plug-in chargers to uh Bluebird, which is one of their biggest clients that they sent this over over the over the summer. Bluebird has over four hundred thousand school buses in America alone. Um, but basically they're gonna be able to connect any EV charger. They're compatible with any manufacturer tech wave, which you know is something that I've speculatively have am saying. Um I've heard some things and from people that are in the industry, uh, if you've heard other pod or other shows that we I've talked about that, um, and just that Ideonomics has retweeted the same stuff, uh, just kind of you know, or foreshadowing something in my mind. Uh, but they are they set up the power like the power grid to these EV chargers, so uh, definitely one of those infrastructure companies that is needed. Um, and the way they do it is is very unique. They were on a panel with Ideonomics and uh, LCKO, which is the 3D mapping company, and I believe it was FUV as well. You know, uh, a few months back, and I learned a little bit about them. Their investor slides are very handy in what they do. Um, they have some good partnerships. Uh, and they're not. I don't think they're overvalued like some of these companies. So they, they've kind of dwindled down on the chart a little bit uh, leading up to the verger, merger vote. So it'll be interesting to see what happens post-merger. Um, we haven't heard anything PR-wise from them um, in a few months. So if, per se, that, you know, that wave partnership or a way or they're going to help facilitate something for wave, could be a good chance to do it after they merge just because help people get on their radar um their market cap currently is only 142 million they have a 40 percent ownership but like i said they haven't really announced any sort of deals um, or prs really since they've decided to go SPAC and there's actually an investor place article which you know take that as you will is their 
one of my least favorite sources sometimes uh, just because the way they work they just pull a bunch of people and they just grab stuff this one was written by mark heike who actually had a ideonomics article retracted because he said that they needed to raise more money i don't know if you guys remember that take some of the stuff with the grain of salt but thinks that uh, mb mbac is worth 81 percent more at the $34.50 per share once the reverse merger is complete. So he really thinks that um, there's a lot of room ahead, and I also think so as well, uh, just because they're not super publicized, they're not sexy, but they are an essential company um, for this industry to grow. Um, and they do have some proprietary patents, what they do and how they do it decent size application for it so it's a little put that on people's radars i have not taken a position yet on nouveau i'm considering it i just i really want to see what happens in the merger because we do see so many of these prices like dwindle down and fall 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 and then the merger vote goes ahead and then we could see a, a dip to rip like we've seen a few times or we could see something stagnant um, so I'm not hurrying up to get into this one, but I do really like the slides, and I will I'll give them out. I'll send those into the chat when I we're all said and done, so you guys can review them. But I'm very bullish on what they are doing, and um, like I said, they are a necessity, in my opinion. So, um, oh, Blade's already. I just noticed on thirty uh, first, Blade is actually doing a shareholder vote. That's pretty quickly, pretty soon. So, uh, we also have. Oh, we know that was last week. Gick was last week from DMYD, which is Genus Sports, which Gator, a gambling stock out of the UK. They have a shareholders vote on the 15th. Gator, when you did your DD on Genus, did you see anything you particularly liked? I mean, just how massive of a tech they are. I mean, that was one of the specs I called a while ago, but I mean, I think I DM'd you about it. It, it. I sold that off. I was in BFT. I was in like a bunch of specs that I ended up selling off, but Genius is honestly just a powerhouse in general. It's, it's kind of like a, like a sports radar type scenario, like along those lines of what they do, but massive. Yeah. They're like the, the, do you, do you know Genius? I don't know if cash is still on the call. I, I, still here but he, i don't know if he's ever heard of them because they are out of um wrapped uh but they're out of yeah, the U they're... What's, um, what's what's the what do they actually do um they so they are they're like a gambling tech type deal yeah yeah but i mean as and more specifically what's the what's the kind of setup they do they do data management all right so is it like more odds is it like back end odd stuff or is it like front end stuff it's so basically they they're the, the backbone of the data so like how the front end you know they they so like sports radar if you sports radar like is like hard to describe what they do it's because they do do a front end as well but they like maintain the book they provide the the yeah. game the game data the um, yeah 
they host the odds and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I can know what you're going. Aye, so it's it's more the, the aye, yeah, more the kind of back end stuff. But I know what you're saying. They kind of do both. But I know what you mean. It's yeah, the more the kind of numbers, they kind of you know business to business service there. Correct. Yep. That's exactly what they. Do. So they, but they, yeah. but they are starting to do their own as well. And like I'm on their website. They have, they just uh, announced a partnership on the ninth with Major League Rugby. Right. Okay. So you'll be able to bet on rugby games now and and hockey and, ho- and hockey. Yep, I see that. Um, yeah. So, and they are a global company, even though they are based out of the. Yeah. Okay. Sports Radar is like the the number one, the the king of the king of the crop, but I think Genus is very. Originally, I thought Genus was like a spinoff of like Genus, like uh, uh, the cartoon company. <laughs> when I first saw it, I was really? like, I was like, oh dang! They're, so they're, that's what they're doing with their hundred million dollars. Uh, but obviously, I was completely ass wrong. Uh, so, and then LOAC or default. I don't know much about them. They didn't make the tournament. Um. But one company that I did not put in here that I wish I would have because um, what they do is so freaking cool. Um, Deep Green. Um, so their ticker is S-O-A-C. So uh, Deep Green, I just watched a couple of videos and went through their investor slides. Basically, they design these little robots. They go onto the bottom of the ocean and they pick up these rocks that are completely like Basically, the like nickel, cobalt, and all all of this. this, this well, stuff. I can I can kind of come in there because it's basically what is that subsea mining now? I know. Yes, that's um, what it is. Quite a bit about that. So, um, basically, here's here's the kind of rundown with that stuff. There's been a bunch of companies that have been trying to do it. I was actually trying to go and get involved in this because obviously, you know, I'm kind of halfway there with the the work I do. Um, so I've been looking at this stuff for a while. No one's really got it kicking off yet but it's um it's um, uh, i can't remember the name of the fucking things i know exactly what you're talking about there's just like a little deposit like little, little blocks of coal that you go down and but they're doing a lot of, it's more kind of research phase just now like the company that gets it going off is is going to be the kind of winner but basically they need to get the environmental studies done um the environmental research because there's basically a huge sway for the ocean in the Pacific that's basically like it's mineral heavy. Um, there's like a big long sort of like strait that basically holds all this um, materials and if they can get a way to, to remove it that's like ecological, then it'll be good. But I'm, I'm kind of cautious because basically this stuff, they've been talking about this stuff for about six, seven years. Um, they do do stuff, um, they do do a lot of subsea mining anyway, but not at the kind of um, rare earth metals kind of line just now um, it's still not feasible as far as I know so I wouldn't be super bullish on it just now it is coming but there's, it's sort of like if you can imagine it's sort of more like self-driving cars that it's more like it's more a regulation not a technical issue sure uh, deep green though or yeah deep green it seems to be the furthest along um, from everything I've seen thus far they they actually have like some really huge commitments from um like Audi, uh Daimler, right. okay. um and a few of these other really big companies like in the billions um for commitments for future projects. 
um fca volkswagen gm uh, right okay i'm interested um I'll, I'll look into this i just posted the their investor slides in the chat so you can um you can yeah give a give a look and and since you know the most of, probably about this um give us your take maybe next week about them uh because because when i saw them i was like really kind of pissed because i already committed the draft and i was i really wanted to do a like a a big spotlight on these guys because i think what they're doing is really freaking cool Um, i mean don't don't get me wrong i I know for a fact that this is coming like but it's it's sort of like the only thing that you know i'm maybe not as bullish as i'd like to be on it um is because it's sort of like the it's sort of like you know um fusion it's only 15 years away but it's been 15 years the way for like for 50 years <laughs> sure you know what i mean it's, well, it's a bit like, it's a little bit like that but i'm not i'm not as bullish as I'd like to be on it but i would definitely say that it is coming so hey, you know i'm open i'm open I'm, to check it out i'm happy i'm happy to have you on the call then because you know from me just reading this and not knowing much about the industry you know all i see is hype from you know other investors on uh, on twitter and other and press releases of talking about how, how great they're forecasted and the potential but to actually have someone in the industry or has been or surrounded themselves yeah. in this industry to give me that take makes me not i mean not not that i'm not on this in the long term but you know it doesn't make me follow the the fluff you know and make me the, really... the only the only thing is i think the things are changing and because of the price of the rare earth metals I think that it does change the case for deep sea mining because I mean if you look at the oil price and then I think it's around about is it thirty six dollars um per barrel for Brent crude and if they don't get thirty six dollars per barrel then they don't make any money when they're doing drilling, you know, deeper water drilling can offshore for producing oil. So if you can imagine the same case depending on the rare earth metal costs or pricing that'll make you know make people a little bit more keen to do this and a lot more money invested in it because i mean to be honest we the minerals are literally just sitting on the seabed um I'll, i can post some videos at some point um show you how they do it the machines that they use and the research and development that's going into it yeah they i mean I, I had no idea that nickel magnesium copper and cobalt were all just tons the kilotons sitting on our seafloor yeah. So yeah i mean it's a there's a specific area of this pacific a specific area of the pacific and <laughs> um, there's a large mineral deposit and it's like you know thousands of miles you know just this one big um you know huge like deposit um, yeah and that's the bit that you know they really want to go and they've been doing a lot of research there like a lot of, um there's like various companies and various projects that um, I've been looking into. They actually, one of the companies is a company called SMD, uh, Soil Machine Dynamics, um, that I work with a lot. Um, they created a machine called Nautilus that basically goes down and mines the subsea. They basically, because of the involvement, I can't. They, they sold the machine to another company, um, but the involvement, um, I can't remember what islands, it was some Pacific island they went to do trials. But they basically had to sell it to a, uh, I think it might even be Papua New Guinea. They actually sold the, the machine to a kind of front company there, um, because obviously it was like because they were taking the minerals, it was sort of like, kind of it was seen as kind of colonial in a way. So they basically made this front company come out of the country 
to make it look legit. Hmm. Interesting. They, uh, yeah, it's very cool. Like it's a, it's an industry that uh, I've is very like new to me, and you know I see this as a as a as a really good idea. Like like you said, it's like it's about the feasibility. If it's worth worth the money to to develop, it seems that there is enough of those minerals down there. I don't know what the environmental. Yeah, yeah, there's this fucking plenty there. It's just it, a lot <laughs> to do with the environmental impact. On right, it. right. It's, um, it's getting signed off for the, you know, UN or whoever else is regulating this. I mean, I'm not too sure. It's something that I need to look into a little bit more. I, like, I was looking at this quite a lot, like maybe about six months ago. The the CEO, uh, Gerald Barron, is a pretty charismatic on tons and tons and i was just gonna share this video uh he's in like been doing tons of interviews whoever wants to take him posted one that i did watch um and crux investor which is who did this investor they they are one of the best youtube investor interview like uh channels out there and so I, I love not only listening to what Crux has to say and the questions they ask, but um, it's a really good interview that kind of talks about it. Other than like asteroid mining, which which is like if, if there's a company that was like, I'm going to we're starting to do asteroid mining like this week. Yeah. You know, I would I would sell every single position and buy them because like that yeah. one asteroid could just. They just destroy the amount of like platinum we have here. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean to be honest with you, it's like it is coming. Like it's definitely coming. It's just I'm I would need to look into see what position the company was in. I will look into this and and because I can kind of maybe know a little bit more about the the practicality and whether because awesome. it's all very well good in saying that, that you know they're they're going to be doing something, but and they might have signed contracts, but unless they've got like the the technical side it sorted out. Um, you know, it's not happening. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, a lot of these specs are like kind of far out, you know, they're, they're startups and they're trying to raise money outside of just doing their traditional private series fundings. Um, so to, to get a huge return on some of these is, you know, yeah, you're not a hundred percent sure. I know. Um, but this one like is unique to me. This one, this one like really oh. stood out to me. So. I mean, I, I tell you what, I'll definitely follow up on that because if they are if they are making more progress than other people, I would definitely be interested to to look look into it pretty seriously. Um, as you say, do you know what I mean? Because I mean, it's to be honest with you, it's not the most difficult thing in the world to go down there and just shovel it up with a machine. Like, right? It's, it's a lot. It's a lot easier than digging it out of the ground. To be honest with you, then having to reprocess it because a lot of these um, I can't remember what the name of these things these little deposits is called it's some name anyway it doesn't matter but oh, it, um, it's um here i'll tell you what they're called there i think it's right here in the slide yeah uh, which poly met um metallic nodes it's the nodes that's what they call them nodes so that's like the kind of term that you would just if you were working on a boat or something like that, you would just say the nodes whatever but i think there's another there may be another name um i'll get back to you in that but i mean just to kind of go on about the the spark thing i know i was listening last week and i couldn't come in the call but um ccib and obviously just to kind of 
round up and you were correct what you said. Right. Um, it did spike up. It went up to 64. Um, just about 64. Then kind of the arse fell out at <laughs> um, I managed to get out at, I think it was at 44, 44, 42. Um, I mean, I still made a lot of money. I think it right. was up 150%. Um, but, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. It's, it's creeping back up. It's creeping back yeah. up. It's creeping back up. Like, like I said previously, like, I think it's always going to be an overweight. Just like Tesla is always yeah. going to be an overweight. They have a product. They have a loyal customer. They have a sexy product. Yeah. Um, they're only building. They need money. They want money. Yeah. Um. I think they're they're definitely overvalued, but that doesn't mean you can't make money. I mean, Neo's technically overvalued. I mean, mostly all these EVs are EV, are yeah. overvalued. It's it's the ones that are going to deliver on promises. The ones that are actually or and be what people think they're going to. And Lucid is going to yeah. be one of those people, unless they have like some yeah. crazy scandal or some huge recall or something yeah. something like that. They're going to be a Ender for the the luxury of the right man. Yeah, that next... slide that slide was pretty funny. Oh, it was uh... hilarious. <laughs> not luxury. Yeah, it, not yeah, luxury it was. Tesla. Uh, what was it? Uh, innovative, but not luxury. Not luxury. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it was great. You know what I mean? It's like a hundred thousand dollar car, not luxury. <laughs> so funny. It was a nice little troll at Elon. Uh, yes, and I would agree. I would agree. They're very innovative, innovative, but I feel like Tesla, like they're like we're gonna do this, and then they like move on to the next big thing, and they just kind of like have something. Just yeah, like, it's about like I mean I don't know if you've, um, I mean you you've got an Aston Martin. What Aston Martin is it? A DB7 you've got? Oh, I don't have one. I want one. All right, you want one? Yeah, I don't um, have that kind of money, man. Like if I had a DB9, no. oh. You wouldn't be on Discord. No, I wouldn't be on Discord. <laughs> no, I wouldn't be. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. One day. I was actually, I was looking at a DB7, and it's like it reminds me, it reminds me back of the Tesla thing. If you ever sat in a Tesla, or you've sat in like a DB7, like a maybe kind of 2008, 2009 DB7, um, you you look at that, and they're not, they have terrible interiors. You sit in, you think, am I sitting in some? you know, Ford or something like that. It's not like a, can, you know, but then I think they've definitely stepped it up now, you know, with the materials, the, the TB9 and stuff like that, it's a little better. Yeah, I mean, Aston Martins are Aston Martins for a, are for a reason. They're, yeah. I mean, you have to apply to own one, and if you try to sell it, you have to sell it back to, you can't sell it privately. You're not supposed to, at least. Yeah. Um, but all right, so before we get off, I wanted just to do one last um, watch list for everybody and just go uh, open call, just go down the list. And you know, ICDB has now joined us. How you doing, buddy? He's just looking. Uh, but Hawk, you got anything on your radar for this next week uh, to let uh, people know? You know, just a watch list for going into the week. Nope. Everyone's, uh, I think we're. I'm here. I'm here. (laughs) Good. I know you got a a a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, one of you wise men put me on to Cooler, K U L R, at about 120 in your Discord. I really like Tyrone. What's that? Tyrone. Tyrone. Yeah. So they just, uh, I, I got entry about 120, 130 on that. 
I think it's doubled since then. So it's been a great play, but they just closed their offering and it was at like 160. I was expecting it to dip down and offer a, a buyer buying opportunity, but it didn't go there. So it's held up pretty well and their offering just closed. Uh, yes, I think on Friday. So I, I like that one long. That's a aerospace um, space kind of play with battery protection and defense right. where they cooling, right? Uh, yep. Yep. They, they keep the batteries cool and safe and all that stuff. So uh, that's which, what I like, which is a big thing. Cause a lot of these Chinese like uh, Lee and XPEV and they've all, they've had some issues of fire. Correct. Yep. So I like that one. And then uh, one I've been posting, it's kind of under the radar. It's one that is an OTC stock vmhg it's victory yachts it is super small float 2.8 million shares and it's been over 70 percent shorted for the last week two weeks Damn. up to 80 percent shorted so um i posted that i think when it was around 170 i think it closed at 260 on friday something like that but um we see it going much higher so Victor Yachts. I've got some posts on my page about that if anyone wants to take a look at it. Oh, yeah. I wanted to say congratulations to hitting 4,000 followers on Twitter, by the way. I saw that the other uh, yeah, day. Man. Needs yeah. to be more. It needs yeah. to be 40. Yeah. I appreciate it. I don't do it. I don't do it for the followers. I know but, you don't, uh, but you should. I mean, I mean, not, you shouldn't do it for the followers, but you get more credit because you do great work. I just wanted to say, yeah, say congrats. I have a couple marijuana plays that I will post and uh, have you guys take a look at. And then once again, I'm bullish on some some of the crypto miners that I've been uh, been in since early. You know, the ARB and the BitFarm. Yeah. Yep, those have been good. What's the me. ticker so, on BitFarm again? Uh, B-F-A-R-F. Because okay. I, I remember you telling me about it and I never really looked into it, but I am I know Argo and I... St- Bills think Argo is, it wasn't a f- have the F at the end of it. And it was not, it was like a, you know, on the yep. NASDAQ, it would do so well. I think. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like, I, and I actually was looking through some of my old posts. Um, I had one of Mara when it was under 250. Um, and Bitcoin was 9,500, something like that. Yeah. And that was last September. Um, I'm still holding on to Mara from under 250 so that play has been wonderful for me um but yeah like i said i will uh i'll post my weekly watch list for you guys to take a look at and then the only last thing is for you rocket i sent you a dm and asked if uh elys is a buy right now just to just to get you all pissed off (laughs) um i really like argo i really do they they have just as and they're at three dollars and fifty three cents currently. Um, Cash did an awesome video on them at the beginning of this year, um, back when they were yeah, like dollar yeah, dollar fifty. Uh, yep. They have just as good a capabilities of now better than both Mara and Riot. They created their equipment and they have a better Bitcoin holding than both of them, and their market cap is way less, way less than way less. It's, it's it's stupid i think it's well i think one of the biggest reasons is because of where they are what list what exchange they're listed it's why biggest reason why yeah they're not you know, ten dollars a share right now um yeah and you see like the mara and riots you know those were the first two that were brought 
in my opinion, to awareness of a lot of investors as right. Bitcoin kind of plays. And so a lot of people have just flocked to those. And that's why the price is where it is because of just investor sentiment and a lot of hype behind it. Not to say that they're they're not quality companies, but I look for the undervalued ones, ones that have not been found that have that type of room to grow. And I think both ARB and BitFarm, you know, maybe not in the 30s, but, you know, I think they're sitting under five around there. And I think they can double up from here for sure. Yeah. So have you guys, sorry, uh, have you guys heard of Cypher Mining? It's a Bitcoin mining company going public via SPAC. And I don't think I've seen one go no, to SPAC route yet. I have not. I've not, I've no. not heard of that. So just. Uh, I was. I posted a link just recently. Uh, let me find a ticker again, sorry. But I, I was putting it in chat and speculation. Uh, it's going public via GWOC, Goodworks Acquisition Corp. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like you to know, just something to yeah, look at their capabilities. Should take a look at it. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, just for, yeah. for example, Argo has a $1.34 billion market cap, and Mara, um, which is the the third best out of the riot argo and uh mara top three of the miners as a almost a four billion dollar mark i don't know what right sure it's higher um yeah Mar- uh, they have a market cap of 4.224 billion so they're half and in riot's perspective or in, in case of riot about a third they have more Bitcoin than Riot. And at the beginning of the year, they had more Bitcoin in their holding than Riot and Mara combined, and they produced more. So that's correct. That's just crazy that they're they're evaluated that little in comparison. I know they they had like twenty five thousand Bitcoin um at the beginning of the year, a figure around there. So just to do the math, uh, and Bitcoin is at sixty k, like it. I mean, they have one point five billion dollars in Bitcoin, and they—that's that's less. That's their market cap's less than the amount of Bitcoin they have. <laughs> it's just—it's just so dumb. And their hash rate's better. So, like, if you're gonna buy a Bitcoin miner, Argo might be the best bet, and it'll just take some time. I, I sold them because they weren't moving fast enough and then I blinked my eye and they doubled. So don't be like me. Yeah. Hold it. It's a long. Um, well, one of, one of the guys I was working with, he went and bought it in December and um, he made some ridiculous percentage on. I don't know what it was. $100. $100. Though. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he made a shitload. He ended up selling out. But I mean, it just keeps on going. I mean, it's it, and like you said, yeah. it's undervalued. It's going to be a monster. Yeah. I grabbed it. It that morning it was at fifty one and then gapped up to eighty one and I chased the Beautiful. shit out of it and <laughs> holding sense and it went up to two something and then it dipped down. I think that was when Rick might have let go of his shares and I said, Rick, I think it's a good buy here around one twenty. <laughs> yeah. I miss impatient uh, sometimes. Yeah, it does, man. It does. But yeah, that's what I have, guys, and I'll post the rest, but I do have to get going. Uh, I appreciate cool. you. I'm still hot on. Uh, thanks so much for the show, Rick. Thanks, guys. Always, always, always. Gator, you got anything for this upcoming week? Anything you're looking at? Uh, as for this week, hold on. Let me look in the old note bag right now. Uh, I mean, I, I picked up some notes. DSS. Oh, I yeah, that's some... a good one. 
I yeah, like that one, Gator. Some, yeah, I picked up some DSS on. Uh, honestly, it was Rick's tweet that brought it to. I mean, I've been playing DSS for. I mean, that was like the first big play I had um, ever in trading, and um, I keep going in and out of it. I played it when they did the offering. I played it, made money, and then uh, looking at Rick's tweet. When whenever you tweeted that, Rick, um, I picked up more of it. Uh, like a few hundred shares, and I've just got my eyes on AESD, but nothing, nothing too crazy. Oh, 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 pow! That offering. Um, I mean, I'm big on offering plays. I mean, if anybody grabbed that on Friday, I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure on Monday you're gonna see some type of gains from from that if you picked it up. I also, I mean, with the earnings that Pow is gonna be coming out with, I mean, all the catalysts point towards just them being over ten dollars like you know i don't know when but i know they're going to be over 10 bucks and i don't think it's going to be like years i'm pretty sure it's going to be like within the next six to eight months it'll be to 10 bucks it's at 579 right now but that's what i'm doing now okay uh yeah i like the dss and what he's referring to is um alex trades actually made that initial tweet um but dss um he speculated some nft relation based on language and they're like one of their latest prs saying um and i'd have to look at it but they think about uh, digital assets and um they didn't say the word art but they exactly said but um it made sense for it for them to mean nft um but and they're down an ass ton of money since summer so I would say that you know, DSS. I wouldn't. I don't know enough about them to rate them as a buy in my mind, but I do think uh, is a decent um, point for them. Just because look at the chart, they are down considerably compared to where they have been. They're under 100 million uh, market cap, decent sized float or lowish float, so it can move pretty quick, and they can expand into digital world i think they could do uh, i mean which they already are with the signing of debts and if they can get into nft market that could really really big i give them a good floor at what the, what the current resistance or current support is at uh, so um could be a good swing could be a good long hold i like that one um rocket man still on Drop out. He left us. Okay, so uh, Ivan, you got anything for us? Uh, that's really about it, to be honest with you. Yeah, we, um, we covered a lot of stuff today. <laughs> definitely take a look at Flow if you haven't already. Just with the whole NFT hype that we started with. Uh, yeah, that's right. really about it. All eyes on Flow for me, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, DB, you missed out on a really great NFT conversation earlier. Uh, so. Um, all right. So yeah, someone just asked how, how back in are you, um, about Viper? Uh, so I am in for like 250,000 shares at like cent a quarter or something like that. Not, that's a, not like a million shares like I had before. Um, that and Pudge are my two biggest OTC holdings. Pudge, I think, um, as Tom and I have been chatting in that Pudge thread, I think Pudge is a really good buy at this price. Uh, just because the foundation and the transparency, the legitimacy of the executive team and what they're trying to do with this clean debt-free shell of Pudge, 
Um, they announced that they were doing, they're emerging or buying a behavioral health company in Florida that did uh, like three and a half million in revenue last year. Um, but they've also talked about wanting to do more, um, buy more companies. So, uh, at point, they're at like point zero zero three, I think is, um, obviously they're OTC with like billions of outstanding shares, which sucks, but this one has known to have a lot of volume. There was a lot of buzz about them getting current, their financials had no really big red flags. They have loads of potential and everything the company has said they have delivered on. Um, they are targeting some pretty industries. They said they want to get into energy space a little bit, maybe some time before stuff happens. But I think uh, comes to the dangers of an OTC of liars. These guys aren't it. Um, so, I mean, even, them just to get to one or two cents that's a great running gain for you um so it could be a good swing i mean i i personally probably get to 10 cents next year based on what their intentions are but ultimately the biggest catalyst to me loving them is they've been delivering on what they said quest consulting who is like the parent has good money has um some really good executives involved that have made a lot of money done a lot of reasons. there is a reddit post that summarized the conference call um <clears throat> uh from last week did a really really good job of doing that i didn't end but tom says it checks out tom actually posted it um they don't want to do any more dilution and they only see bullish things so do I see it like going down from here? Not so much, but if it did drop to another zero and it's point zero 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 nine, I would load the boat. I see this coming to a penny. It was at a penny before, just based on them getting current. So they're trying to bring this company to light. I mentioned they wanted to do NASDAQ. They had NASDAQ and Hopes and dreams, I guess. So that's an OTC I do like. Um, MMMW had a good week. I, a lot more in the tank. So I still like them. Viper, they got rid of the stop sign. And I, as of on Friday, it was a yield sign. And Fidelity, someone said that they can buy it on Fidelity now. So looks like all platforms are going to be able to carry this very soon. So we can, we're about to see a lot more buyers. So I know it's not the buzz it was, you know, a month ago, but we can start to see more people uh, take in the Viper. And according to the CEO, said once the stop sign is gone, which it is, I would assume the yield sign as well. He said that they were announcing partnership and they say they have three deals. Two of them are big, small deals. So. They said they were waiting for the stop sign gone in this and air. So I'm holding. It's a big risk. Up a little bit, but I still think, bro, I'm going to give the guy the benefit of the doubt. 
know we've been very hypercritical of them, but it seems that uh, they are starting to deliver the PR, the or the current paperwork uh, financials abysmal and fifteen thousand revenue, which look at Nikola's revenue and they're six point billion. They were about the same. I think they had like forty thousand in revenue. But then the biggest red flag was the the executive compensation over the past four years or whatever, five years, they've accumulated fifty million dollars salaries, which they are owed. Initially they paid back thirty-three percent rate. Cut that down to ten. I feel like they're monitoring my Twitter because exactly what I said in about a couple hours later they said they were gonna bring that down. Uh, so at least they're doing that. Um, either they're really just trying to pay off some debts and put some money in their pockets, or they have a real plan and they are going to sink. So it's a toss up to me. Um, the, it's got a pretty decent sized risk, but I'm, I'm down to risk it for the biscuit on this one. Um, so buyer beware. Uh, so that one, um, and then I don't really expect much out of IDEX until earnings. Um, but I'm still holding basically everything in my, uh, smart rig picks. I have not repicked up Sonom after I sold it like an idiot. And I will panic sell sometimes. Uh, I did pick up some SOS, some calls, $7 calls. It's Friday. I just have seen a lot of utility in that uh in that ticker um and it was or Hindenburg really went at them they were up to like mean and there's a lot of social media love for this company in her field so i'm swinging that um looking for a pop and selling got a nice little 30 30 percent okay so rolling the dice uh but that's a that's about it for me i mean i Kind of holding my core positions while I do other things, but as more things pop up, I'm giving out trade ideas, not necessarily positions that I will take, like I did last week with team and them. Uh, so, but if you have any questions or concerns, DM me. Uh, I will be around. So that's uh, about it for the week. Um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or any Last things you'd like to say to the group before we get off time. It will let you get around this week. Take it easy. Take it. Okay. Yep. Well, take it easy, guys. Uh, DM me if you need me. Yep. Thanks for thanks, thanks for uh, everybody. Yeah, thanks for uh, stopping by.